Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I really want you to get in this thing at another level. Spiritual authority is not really seen too much in the church. Um, I, I think uh, the series was very maturing. We're not done, you know what I mean? And it's even gonna be a little stronger. But one thing we have to get is that are we looking at authority biblically or are we looking at authority the way man wants to see it through the eyes of man? Are we seeing it through the eyes of God? Very serious. Um, I got kind of excited when we got in the series, just so you know, because I knew this meant that spiritually the whole place is going up. For you guys, leaders, maturity, everything is really important. You guys in the church, this is huge stuff. This is big stuff. This is the stuff that gets you the blessing, the next level blessing. I'm serious about it. I'm so serious about it. I think it's one of the greatest messages you can learn in this season of life because it's gonna help you with everything you do. So let's just look at this. Here's what has to happen when you start becoming a person of authority. Jesus was challenged in his authority a lot in the Bible. In John 7, 16, Jesus said, let's read John 7, 7 16, 17, and 18. One of the things you have to understand is authority. Church isn't teaching this. Church, let me explain something to you. We are accountable for what we say about everything in leadership over our life. That is Romans 13. There is some things I have a right to speak about. There are some things I shouldn't even touch. Certain things we touch in the church because no one's taught us, they are non-touchable things. God will hold you accountable even though it is a right thing to say. I'm gonna tell you this truth. You can't get around it in the word of God. You can't find it anywhere else but in the word of God. God's authority. Let me tell you something. David was a master understander of this, that when King Saul was literally demon-possessed and really manipulating him in his activity, when David tried to even dare rise up, he knew better because it touched not God's anointed. There are certain things in the earth that have been put in place by God, and guess what? As much as I have to suffer to submit into it, enjoy the pain of it because there's no way around it. I'm telling you, it's God's system. If you don't want God's system, you don't have to be in God's system. But do me a favor, don't look at that world and tell me that is God's system. It is not. We live in a season of life where we think freedom of speech is just a free-for-all to say whatever we want. It is not. It is a privilege and a right, and some people shouldn't open their mouth. I'm not telling you what to do, and I'm not telling you what I do. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And if you can get around Romans 13, 1, so be it, my friend. But I'm going to tell you what, you can't. This is big boy stuff. It corrects your mind, it corrects your, it corrected me. So I'm underneath it as much as you're underneath it. I'm not trying to tell you I'm doing it, I'm not. I'm getting adjusted as we're going, okay? Transparent, all right? Because let me tell you something about God. God is not playing about his order. He's not gonna change his order for man. And here's the thing, we, well, here's the thing. Well, I didn't know, doesn't matter. You're still accountable for what you don't know when it comes to the Bible, he ain't going, you know what I mean? So we got to look and go, wow, what am I? And I'm going to show you. We got to start looking for authority. It's going to be good. Some people are just base, borderline rebellious, okay? Now, listen, I don't know how we got there. If you got there and you're a little rebellious, see it, fix it, and get it over with. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like going, you got a splinter in your finger. It's going to hurt to pull it out. It's going to hurt a lot more leaving it in there. Just yank it out. Well, you know, ain't nobody, no, no, come on, guys. Get under the umbrella of the glory of God. Jesus answered him and said, my doctrine is not mine. It's him that sent me. This isn't what I'm saying. I'm under it. He who sent me gave me this message. I didn't, I didn't write it. I'm carrying it. And if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of good. And when you get in it and you start doing it, you start knowing this is the life to live. 
This is the life to live, guys. It's not always easy. You know, there's a word I've been hot on this week, suffering. Not an enjoyable word, but you're gonna suffer, you're gonna suffer for doing right. Does that make sense? You're not gonna suffer for doing the wrong thing. You're gonna suffer for doing the right thing. And sometimes you're gonna have to just go through it. You know what I mean? I didn't, hey, there's a lot of things in life. You didn't sign up for it. You, you understand what I'm saying? You didn't sign up for it. It just showed up, and now I got to deal with it. And it wasn't my idea, and it's not my drama, but now I got to deal with you knuckleheads creating drama. Not me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like somebody wakes up one day, and they fell off the deep end, and now it's my problem. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. You all hate it. It's like if everybody would just listen before we got here, life would be easy, but they show up with all their junk. It's okay, but it happens, right? Look at this right here. Let's read this. It's going to be powerful today, I'm telling you. Just trust me. Trust me what I'm telling you here. Don't be, like, don't be like a lot of the things you see out there. Don't be like the church out there either. The church out there doesn't line up real solid with the church in the word. I'm telling you guys, you better read your Bible. I'm not telling you, listen to me, read your Bible. You can't get around a lot of stuff. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of good. Watch 18. Check this out here. Or whether I speak of myself. And he, Jesus said he didn't speak of himself. Watch what he says. This is very important. That was me being fast. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory. But he that seeketh of the glory of another... He seeks his that come from sent, who sent him. The same is true, and no one righteous is in him. I'm not coming for looking for my glory. Look at the first part of 18 again. I, I rushed it, but I gotta go slow because I'm trying to get it to you. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory, but he that seeks the glory of who? His glory, but he that seeks his glory that sent him, the same is true. He said, I didn't come here to get my own glory. I come to get his glory. Everything I do, I wanna do that's according to him. I didn't come here to get my glory. Not saying me, Jesus. I didn't, I didn't come here to set my rule and reign up. I come to set his rule and reign up. I didn't come to set my kingdom up. I came to set his kingdom up. You see it? So that means this kingdom is based on authority because Jesus submitted himself. Colossians says he emptied himself, took off deity, put on humanity, and emptied himself and became one with what? God. But he emptied himself. You see that? My God in heaven today, I'm telling you, it's going to flow. You ready for this? So write these down. Very important. Do you guys all know why you need authority in your life? Because without authority, your life will come off the rail. Subjection, subjection to the will of God means you're going to have to have a higher authority. We've been there, right? So now let me start telling you what I mean by that. Biblical authority is the only authority, biblical authority is the only authority that God really wants to see set up. Okay, does that make sense? But biblical authority has connected to earthly authority. That's why we have some realms there. So I'm going to give you some key points to let you see that, hey, I got to find what God's authority says. Is that all right? God's authority is not going to look like the earth authority. Does that make sense? He wants his kingdom to be set up. You know what I mean by authority? God's a kingdom, and he's the king. In the kingdom, there's rules. Okay? God wants his kingdom set up in the earth. If the earth doesn't want to live in the kingdom, that's their business. We are kingdom people. We are not earth people. Let me tell you something. So what's, why do I got to do it? Because your kingdom reward is based on what you do in the earth demonstrating the kingdom of God, even though everybody else ain't doing it. Does that make sense? So authority is key. So let me get these key points. It'll make sense when you see this. You don't understand this, that God set up an authority. I don't know it. Well, that's why you come to church. You learn it. That's why to go, go listen to the things I was telling you, right? He said all authority came of God. Here's number one. Write this down. You got to start seeing authority everywhere. Write that down. You got to start seeing authority everywhere. Write that down. What do you mean? That means you got to locate authority. It's up to you to locate it. It does not have to locate you. You have to locate it. 
Wherever we go, we should first know who's in authority. If you, listen to me, if you, know, if you know who you have to submit to, you will spontaneously know what position you should occupy in the body. And you will stand in your proper position. In every environment, you need to recognize authority. Does that make sense? I'm telling you right here now, ain't nobody talking like this, man. You got to hear this stuff. I got to walk in the room and figure out where authority is? Yes and amen. And then you need to know where to posture yourself when you walk into that room. You know, I started thinking about authority. I said, well, when do you go looking for authority? You know what I was serious about? Road trips. We drove to Kentucky to go do that youth event, right? And I was like, man, I do not want, I have, it's been a minute since I drove one of them trips. Throw the kids in the car. I'm like, oh my God, in heaven, I gotta be out of my mind. I told Pastor Liz one time, I wanna get like a Winnebago. I know nothing about one of those things. But it looked cool just to drive across the country. Am I crazy? I gotta be nuts. So I said, how are we all gonna get here? They were like, well, let's drive. I was like, I drive? It's been a minute since we drove. I said, okay, let's drive. Man, you get on that highway? What's well, for every tree? You look at me, I know that policeman's here somewhere. I'm looking for the authorities. <laughs> Why? Because I'm breaking the law. <laughs> what do you mean you're breaking the law? Now, don't do this, okay? This pastor, does, I'm a little heavy on the foot, all right? No, don't. Just what do you mean? Man, I say 70 means 80. Come on, don't it? Don't 70 mean 80 when you drive? You put that thing 80. But then when you get near that bridge, you take that foot off that thing, right? Where's that button? And then, you know, I had a rental. You know, where's that button, man? I don't want to get caught. I'm cautious for the authorities, amen? I'm looking. I'm speeding, guys. I'm speeding. But every time I see a bridge, I get excited. The guy up there, four miles, taps his brake. I go, he's there somewhere. Right, you're looking for authority. When you're in them road trips, you're looking for authority. Not because I need directions, but because I'm breaking the law. I'm speeding. They don't want to get caught. And don't tell me my angels stop at 70. All right? They probably do, but I don't want to know that right now. I want to get there. Right? But what am I looking for? I'm looking for authority. I'm postured for authority. I'm trying to, where is it? Where are they? You know what I'm saying? Right? And I walk in that, that whole 18 hour, 12 hour, whatever you guys drive, you got one thing on your mind. Where's the authorities at? I know y'all got to go to the bathroom. Be quiet. You're cool, but you're still right back. Come on, right? You listen to the CDs? Where that at? I know he's somewhere. He's behind a tree. I know he's waiting for me. <laughs> when you walk into a room, posture yourself looking for authority. Now, you ain't going to see, now watch this now. Young people, you don't understand this because we, we, we ain't teaching this. You walk in a room and there your elder is there. You should posture yourself right. See, we live in a generation, this social media generation is screwing everybody up because let me explain something to you. Everybody has a right to a voice, but not everybody has the right to speak yet. You have not qualified to speak. That's not pushing young people down and saying you don't have something to say. You just have to know the timing when to say it. Woo, preacher, preacher. Nobody want to hear this stuff. How many times you go on a job site? They all know how to do the job, don't they? Oh, they're the best. We didn't pay you to know the job. <laughs> we'll ask you when we want to know. Come on, no, no, listen now. It's about posture. Because wisdom understands when to speak. What is wisdom anyway? It's walking into a situation and understand how to rightly determine where I need to posture myself. That's all wisdom is. Write these down. Two, there is always submission before authority. There is always submission before authority. Did you get that? So I got I to gotta be looking for authority. Where is authority? Where is authority? Where's the authority? I mean, who's, who's kind of, I have to understand submission comes before authority. Now, submission's a bad word in the church. I don't, I don't want to know nothing about no submission. 
There is all, and ladies, when you, when you get in that realm and we talk about submission, I know this gets very touchy. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, like why you, all these guys do is scream. They, they, a guy that doesn't understand it, he first has to be submitted. Submission is not a dirty word. You understand that? Submission is the way Jesus ascended into his position in the earth. You cannot expect power till you submit yourself into power. It'll never come. It's foolish to think you're going to get it. It's not going to happen. You, don't, you cannot demand people to respect you or not respond to you. You can't do it. You can yell, scream all day long. They will not do it. They just already unlearned. That's how you eradicate out of your organization people you don't need in your organization. Non-reachers never hear. They have to be, they have to, after a track's been laid out, the people that can't hear you, you're going to have to remove them. You know what God said to me one day? This is going to be so good, you're not going to like it, but some of you are. He said, I didn't, I, it was a long time, I heard it was so good. He said, I never told you to hire him. So why are you making me fire him? You fire him. Here we go, quiet. I ain't firing nobody, relax. We want to make God responsible for the decisions we make, and then we want God to get us out of them. If God never told you to add these people in, why should God be the one to get them out? You hired them, you get rid of them. I never told, why don't you ask me before you got them? Because we ain't checking in with some of this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Sometimes we want to put the responsibility on God. It's like, no, you got to take the responsibility. I didn't tell you to get this thing. I didn't tell you to do this. And now you want, you want to do something and then you want God to fix it. God said, I didn't, never told you to get in it. Now God will give you mercy and grace, but you understand what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? Have I submitted myself to God first? Okay, I'm asking some good questions. Come on, right? In order to restore authority, submission must be restored first. Many are accustomed to acting in a position they should not be acting. They've never known submission. We must learn submission, and it must become a reaction. Submission needs to become a posture. Does that make sense? A lot of times in life, sometimes we don't want to submit because we feel like giving up or, or, let me explain to you what I mean, submit, because we've got to understand this. I don't mean just go walking around getting, like, pushed around. I'm saying sometimes you've got to submit your response before you get to respond. Sometimes you need to submit your ideas. We're going to talk about these things before you get to get an idea. Has this stuff been filtered through what you need to filter it through before you make the next step? Otherwise, you might hurt yourself. This ain't about nobody else but you. Look at how many decisions you and I made that if we wouldn't went and checked with God before we made them, how much heartache we would have kept ourselves from. If we would have went in and submitted to God and let God have the season to kind of move in things, what kind of pain would it have saved us from? If we would have went in there and said, you know what, God, and here's another one too. Don't be hiding from me. Oh, I got this one cat. He's probably watching. He needs to get rebuked. I said, look, I love him, but I said, every time you get away from me, I know you're jerking around. You want to know why? Because you don't want to be near what you, nobody wants to be near no. Nobody wants to be in there now, no. Get me away from, you know what I mean by no? Because then they ask, you know they're going to say no? So they don't come around you because they don't want to hear. You better find no. I go looking for no now. You see what I'm saying? I'm not picking, you got to stay around where no's at. That's why some of you husbands and wives can't get along. You don't want to hear no. I'm telling you, man, look, you better get rid of this stuff. And in the house order, we could talk about that. Let me explain something to you. Power is found in submission. You understand this? But a guy, you got to understand, you're submitting to God. And ladies, let me tell you something. Don't just go get any guy. Because if this guy doesn't understand the order, you're going to have more pain and problems than you ever wanted in your life. Because they are, they, are, they are not in the right place. I'm telling you, listen to me. 
I'm telling you. Because once you're in, you're in. And you can't get out. I mean, you can get out. You know what I'm saying? But you got to understand how this order works. Quiet in here. Let me just say this, okay? Let me just say this. All the people that are in this thing or trying to get in relationship, you better go slower than slow with relationship. Because this thing, you can't get around it. I've, I've come upside and down. There's, you can't get out of this thing. Once you are in, once you are in, there is a level of process that if it has not been processed already, the only way you're going to process it is through pain. And you do not have the time or the season to go through that mess. I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. There is a season of understanding. That's, it's a whole new window. We'll talk about it when we need to talk about it more. Well, I'm not trying to freak you out, but there ain't no way around it. Because the guy's got to be able to grow in God. And if he can't grow in God, you can't grow him up. He ain't never listened to you a day in your life. And he ain't about to start. Ain't going to happen. So you got only one shot. And let me let you know a secret about the God thing. He don't hear God as good as you think or good as he tells you he hears God. No way. Because God's going to correct him ways he don't want to get corrected. That's why God brings a man in his life. And he's going to be a soldier, though, going to rogue on his own. I'm way better than you amen at me, but it's all right. And praise be to God. Pastor Chris, you're making me mad. Girl, get over it. Learning to be, you got to learn, write this down, three. You got to learn how to be a, a, cold, a cold person of authority. We call it deputy authority. Is that okay? You ever see a deputy? A deputy got the responsibility from a higher up. You know, like a deputy sheriff? Where did he get the deputy sheriff power? He got the power from the sheriff. He's a deputy. You know what I'm saying? So you've been given deputy power. What's that mean? You've been given the right. A deputy is a sheriff's assistant, that person who fills in when the sheriff isn't available. Woo! Learn to be a deputy. A worker of God must not only learn submission to authority, he must also learn God's deputy authority in the church and in the home. Now, let me explain it. This should get you happy. That means God has shared his authority with me. Now, let me show you about the submission part. How many of you want to do the fun stuff? I was in, man, I've been around the world. I went one place. I don't want to freak nobody out, but, you know, Halloween's around. I've been in one place. They, people, you know, people got devils, and I'm not trying to get nobody scared. People got real devils. I went overseas, man. They got real devils overseas. You got little American devils or little. I went over there. They got real devils. Don't freak out. Oh, this lady slamming around, getting all weird. Things start talking. I just got nervous. I got nervous. I was like, "What in the world is this?" And they try to. Then they, they, they're, they're bringing this lady. They brought this lady. They dragged her up on the stage. I said, "Leave her down there. Don't bring her up here." She was gone. Oh, crazy, Larry. You know you've seen this. I said, "Man, that's crazy. What's going on?" I was on the platform. And I leaned over. That's crazy stuff going on over there. I was in the pulpit preaching about Jesus. All I told him was Jesus is good. I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus. Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The place went crazy. Some people. There's 4,000 people, 5,000 people in this building. They went crazy. Billy went crazy. <laughs> this lady is manifesting, getting all wild, and oh, my God, I was freaking out. Brian, I got, I got freaked out a little bit. I said, what in the world? They didn't show this on no video in no Bible school. <laughs> I went to Bible school. All my buddies thought I was going to be a barber. I saw all my buddies from New Jersey. They go, you're going to be a barber? I said, no, Bible, dipstick, B-I-B-L-E. I ain't going to be a barber. They said, man, because they knew me. You know, they're like, you ain't going to be no preacher. Cut it out. That's going home. They're like, we'll see when you come home if you're really telling the truth about this preaching thing. We thought they was going to Bible school. I said, Bible school? They said, no. They said, you're going to be a barber? 
So no one ain't going to be a barber Bible. This, yeah, right. So I'm going, they didn't show no videos about this. You know, this cute little T.L. Osborne praise God. He just preached. Everybody gets saved. They played ladies, demon possessed. They dragged her up on the steps. Two grown men dragged her and brought her up here. I was like, leave her down there. I ain't got no help up here. I want her coming up here. And the Lord spoke to me. Spoke to me loud and clear. I was nervous. I wasn't scared, but I was nervous. You know, your knees are knocking a little bit. Like, what am I going to do? There's 4,000 people. Bro, there's 4,000 people looking at me, and they expect me to know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. But the Lord told me, he said, if it's in front of you, you can handle it. But I didn't know how, so I got to think quick on my feet. I got to hear. And I never forget it as long as I live. God said, she, God, write my spirit. He said, she don't see you. She sees me. The lady, because when I got near her, she started backing up. But she wasn't walking. She was like, I said, this is weird. It's something out of a movie. That's why you don't watch none of that nonsense. I tell the kids, I tell them all that stuff. I said, you don't watch that. You don't get near that. You don't do none of that stuff. People think this is a game. And I ain't trying to freak you out. It's morning service. I got very scared. Right? So she's doing all this. I said, well, well, I'm thinking in my head, well, what does she see? She says, she sees me. She's seen in a different realm. She's seen in the spirit realm. She said, he said these, I'll never forget it loud. I'm saying, she sees nail-pierced hands in a blood-stained banner. I said, I don't see that. I push the guy, you give me a picture of that right now. I just see me nervous. Jesus, can you help me? I'm getting this in my head. It's like a download. You know, it's like a download while I'm walking. He goes, she sees nail-pierced hands. I said, I got no nail-pierced hands, but you do. I don't got no blood-stained banner, but you do. She said, she, he said, she don't see you, she sees me. I said, well, praise God, I'm glad she sees what I don't see because I don't see you. I'm nervous, but he said, take authority, and I did what I needed to do. But let me explain something to you. That's where that, see, everybody say, oh, you submit, you crazy. You submit to the church, you submit to God. You don't. Nah, you get power. I got power I never even knew I had because I stood in the order of God, whatever you say. You see it? You got to trust somebody. Says I trust the Lord, but I trust I trusted the process. That's a deputy of order. What does that mean? That means like a sheriff. A deputy is a sheriff's assistant, a person who fills in for the sheriff when he's not available. When a deputy's in charge, she or she has the same he or she has the same power and authority as the sheriff. You understand that? So God's given us our his authority to roam and move in the earth. Isn't that good? Relationship to God's deputy authority. Listen, now let me explain something to you. This is really good. Now, this is, this is going to be big now. Did you get that? So he gave you, he made you one with him. Now, here's the kicker. This one's going to be deep. Now, everybody hold on. Buckle up. Click on. Get ready. Relationship to God's deputy authority is very important. That means you're one with God in authority. Now, let me show you something here. The flesh loves to see authority exposed to shame so that there can be freedom from restriction. You better write that down. That is life-changing. Very life-changing. I'm going to read it slow. Okay? The flesh loves to see authority exposed to shame so that there can be freedom from restriction in their own life. That is what happens when you understand something? When Hem, Shem, and Japheth seen the nakedness of their father, there was something in them that said, okay, cool. So, okay, cool, because your failure has now left off restriction off of my life. That is why people would rather see someone fail 
so they could come off the guidelines of restrictions in their own life and they don't have to live at a standard that God has given them in his life. Man, you better know that's right. You, you, I'm going to say it again. I blew, it blew over some of your head because you're processing what I said. Don't, I'm going to go back over it because this, this is the miracle nugget of the day. Okay? Because that means that, oh, this is jacked up. You still can't talk about jacked up because you're accountable. Because God didn't say be like the dude down the street. He said be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. See it? Now let me read it to you again. You better absorb this because this is what people love. People love to see the failures in another so they can keep their own failures. People love to see the flaws in another so they, wait, the church is a bunch of hypocrites. Then people that say church is a hypocrite, they a hypocrite 101. Church, there's a bunch of hypocrites. So what are you trying to say? So people in the church that ain't perfect, you make it as an exemption for you to go live like the devil. That's what they're saying. Now, I don't want to answer that. I don't care. God never told you to even be like me. You understand that? So everybody, hush your mouth. I love you. Tell your little neighbors at home. Tell your little relatives. They're coming right ready to come over. You go to church. Just say, you know what, Uncle Mike? Shut up, please, in all due respect, because I just want to have a good holiday. You know what? You the problem, not me. You got, go be like Jesus and leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Because they do you like that. You know, why you go to church? You ain't right. You ain't no Christian. You ain't supposed to be doing that. You a Christian. But go, hey, bro, bring, get a little picture of Jesus. Get like a little Jesus picture. Get, somebody get me a Jesus picture, like a real good one. And I'm going to go like this. Be like him. He didn't tell you be like me. I'm a man. I got flaws. He said, be like him. He's holy. Take a little Jesus picture. Put it like, you know, go, go, go to like. Well, you ain't acting just right. You be like Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm dropping stuff. I'm breaking stuff, Larry. <laughs> be, like, be like, wait a minute. Next time they give you a hard time, you know, you be like Jesus. <laughs> you kind of look like Jesus with the beard if we grew it out, long hair. Jesus. <laughs> they tripped right. This was like, well, you know, they want to find your flaws. Jesus didn't say be like you. He said be like him. Now, how are we all looking? We all look like we need some work now, don't we now? Compare my love walk to Jesus. Look, wait, praise God, you know. Compared to your love walk and my love walk, you can have, like, freedom to be walking out of love. Come on, guys. Come on. But compare your love walk to Jesus' love walk, you got work. See what I'm saying? That's submission to authority. Not, oh, look at you, comparing ourselves to one to another, the Bible says is even foolish. So he said, be like him. So, wait, you know, that ain't, no, 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 the standard is Christ. And there ain't no other bar. Come on, see it? Now watch this, you guys ready? You guys are doing so good. Read, read, the flesh loves to see authority exposed to shame so there can be freedom from restriction. That's what it is. They won't say, but well, that ain't good so I can live anywhere I want. I'm telling you. Service to God originates from God. It is a man serving God through submission to his authority. That is key because that produces acceptance. People that don't have spiritual respect have problems with this stuff. I'm telling you, listen to me. Submission to authority, now get this. People with no spiritual respect have a problem with this situation here because this is what they do. Let me just explain it. Submission to authority is not submission to a person. It is submission to the anointing upon a person. Do you see that? You could even do it like work. 
There's not, now we gotta pull it into God stuff, but let's just put it into work life so you can get it. You submitting to your boss is proper behavior in the office. Did you get that? Kids, get kids, you know what I'm saying? It's cool, kids, right? Kids go to school. Submission to your teacher. Hello? Some of you, where you work? Who works somewhere? You work in a hospital, right? Sam works in a hospital. He can't just go in there and start doing stuff in the hospital you feel like doing. There's protocol. Can you just bust in surgery and go, today's my day, I feel it. So I felt it, the Lord spoke to me, he said, today's my day. I'm going in, I can fix the heart, I know I can. You might be able to do this, but praise be to God, don't work on anybody I know, but until you're qualified, I know you can do it, baby, and I know you can do it, right? He can't just walk in there, I'm gonna do what I want to. You can't just walk in there, go to Dane, and say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna run that machine today. I don't even know how to start the thing, but I'm gonna run it. I can do it, I feel the Lord's told me. I prayed in tongues this morning, I feel good. <laughs> Come on, guys, There's, everywhere you go. Can you just walk in Publix? I like that, I just want that, I want this, I want that. I'm putting it in my cart. I'm just gonna walk out the store. No, man, you get arrested, stop. There's protocol everywhere you go, right? Can you just run, can you go 100 miles an hour right up down Ridgewood? No. You're watching for the authorities now, that's right, I told you, right? But are you getting it? There's order. So guess what? Spiritual stuff has order. Now watch this one. Well, there's order in the check-in. There's order in here. There's order in there. Now see what I'm saying? Well, I, here's the problem. I know those people. They ain't right. They, they might not be right, but if they've been appointed, they're anointed. Does that make sense? So I go over there and I see you and you in this spot. Guess what? Now, that's the spiritual immature people don't want to take orders from nobody. Man, that's good, ain't it? Yeah, I know. It's a little painful, but it's okay because we're learning. Look at Psalm 105.15. God said, don't touch his anointed. You ain't tell, you trying to tell me that children worker, she's anointed. Yep. She got something on her life. Are you seeing maturity? You mean the guy in the parking lot with that stick telling you where to park your car? He got power? Yeah, God gave him power. Parking lot guy got power? Yeah, follow order. I ain't gonna park where that dude tells me. <laughs> People crazy. You got rules and procedures, everything you do. What happens when they break procedure? Trouble. Tells the whole thing out of system, out of whack. You do this at work. You come into church, everything's like, well, you know, come as you are, be as you are, do as you are, wanna be, wanna do, wanna do, hey, oh. No, you get power the minute you get under. You see it? God don't give power to people that are not submitted to authority. You're dangerous. It's like giving a shotgun to a four-year-old. Boom, you shoot, and he ain't got no, come on. You see what I'm saying? So you guys want the next level, he's gonna get, you go to college, these guys are in college. You can't say, hey, professor, I didn't feel like doing the homework. Come on, man, you flunk. Are you here? You better be doing your homework, too. I'll call your dad. You better straighten up. Come in. Come on, you understand? Are you getting what I'm saying? See this, look at this. Don't touch the anointed. Now, this is what I'm saying. Are you talking about spiritual stuff? I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about how do I become the best employee at work? Here we go. Well, my boss is demon-possessed. He probably is. Time to pray and get a new one. Don't quit till you get a new job. But if you cannot submit into the position you're at, you might have to change where you're at. Is it not true, guys? Come on, guys. I'm telling you the truth. But you standing there cussing them out at the water cooler ain't doing you no good. You rebelling against them ain't doing you no good. I hear you. You have to break shop. Blah, 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 blah. I see you, jerk. Blah, blah, blah. That's gossip. Now you're, you're in trouble, and God's, God's looking at your character. Church don't talk like this. This is how you mature. You know what I'm saying? This is how you mature in the spirituality. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm reading to you. I'm probably going to take it on the chin, but I'm not going to take it on the chin from Jesus. No, I'm true. This is what he loves. Explain David. 
David couldn't even figure out a way to escape, even though he was anointed to become the king while he had to wait for the king that was possessed to remove himself because he couldn't remove him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some stuff here. You cannot, willingly, you cannot willingly oppose God's authority. Three places you see God's authority and man, man's rebellion, and, and, you, and you can see where it kind of goes wrong. Words, reasons, write these down, and thoughts. This is the three places that manifestation of rebellion will try to get you. In words, reasons, and thoughts. That's where it's going to arise. It was the third party in the garden. God never wanted Adam and Eve to find the place of reason, but they found reason when the enemy showed up. Is that okay? So where is, where is rebellion going to try to manifest itself? Number one, words. Okay? Words. Number two, reasons. And number three, thoughts. Okay? Words, you can locate rebellion. It'll come out of, now you guys that are in position that you need to know this stuff, and some of you are, um, this is important. You need to watch what people are saying around you. They are revealing their rebellion. Rebellion likes to hang out in packs and hangs out on a track. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? What do you mean by rebellion? I'm talking about people that are pushing against the authority. Rebellious people like to hang out with one another. Does that make sense? They reason within themselves against Moses and they, and they connected in their offense. Is that all right? Don't hang around rebellious people. Listen what they're saying. Listen, people's thinking is going to come out of their mouth. People's intents of the heart are eventually going to come out of their mouth. Watch their words. Words in people's mouth are going to identify what's really in their heart. See that? Because they like people, rebellious people like tra traveling in packs because they're united in the drama of offense. Yeah, it's the good stuff. Ain't nobody liking me now, but praise be to God. I love you. Pastor, preach your message month. Remember, I'm your guy. Because I can teach you something. Come in here and preach. I come in here and preach. I'm going to get that Hammond, man. Mark my words. I'm going to get that organ. You're going to laugh when it shows up. I'm getting it. I come in here and preach the paint off the wall. That ain't going to grow you up. Preach the paint off the wall. You walk out there and you over there. You know, I could preach the paint off the wall. You walk out there with the anointing. Go in there and call your boss a jerk tomorrow and you can blow everything in three minutes. I'm teaching you how to grow up spiritually because I want you to have it all. Power, money, position. You know what I really want? I want the devil to be scared of you. He is. But once you know it, say, man, when you pray, I'm talking about you pray, and when you pray, something moves. And it's moving, but you know what I'm saying? Can I give you the, can I, let me close with this, okay? Let me close with this. Trust, trust, trust my mouth and hear my heart, okay? Listen, you, you play real soft, though. I came to God and said, God, he said, I was, listen to me, I'm talking to you as your pastor, and I'm in, and you guys are in. I said, God, you know, I think I'm obedient, but I don't know how willing I am. I am masterfully obedient. Does that make sense? I'm just telling you right here now. Out to my own pain, I don't care about that. I'm not bragging on me. I'm just telling you, I'm obedient. I'm not going to come out of that thing. I'd rather not have it than get what I want. But I asked the Lord, I said, am I really willing? Because some things God might ask you to put on the table might cost you more than you think. Bless you. Does that make sense? So I said, man, I know I'm obedient, but am I willing? And I found out this, you know what? Because that takes a place to trust, man. That's scary out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, you know, go, God tells you to do something. You're like, I got that. But willing, willing is a different story, man. 
Willing might mean you got to, you know, take a step that you're kind of apprehensive about. You know what I mean? Like, am I really willing to follow God with everything? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot, ain't it? You know what I mean? And man, I caught it. Check this out. The Lord gave me this, man. He said, it's all about the level of submission you have with me to determine what you think decisions in your life can mean to you. Let me explain it. If you go all into my authority and submit yourself to it, you're going to have a place of trust. You can't get to the guy that's not all in. I'm going to say slow. If you go to a place where God is like, God, I'm, I'm so under, I ain't worried about it. You will get to a place of trust the normal human can't get to because guess what? What do I, what I, I'm all in. Whatever shows up tomorrow, I got it. Why do I got it? Because he's already got it. He knows what he's doing, and I'm under him, and he, he going he gonna to tell me before I get there. Or you see what I'm saying? Let me tell you what my problem with trust shows up when I'm not all in. You just got to get all in. You know what I'm saying? You get all in it. Because once you get all in, what shows up tomorrow doesn't really matter because you know he got it. Now, when I'm not all in, you know what I mean, all in, all in, I'm kind of worried about how it's going to work out. You don't have to worry about how it's going to work out when you're all in. But now here's the thing, all in means you're all in, willing and obedient. You see what I'm saying? So here's what I'm trying to show you, and I'm just wrapping this part up. You got to watch rebellion doesn't arise up around you and it gets on you. Am I posturing myself right? Am I positioning myself right? Here's the big thing. With God, am I getting under? I'm so far under that God's so far over that whatever happens tomorrow, he's already got it. I'm not worried about it. Are you kind of seeing the mentality? You become a person of power once you submit yourself to the power. And that's that word. And don't get me wrong, some of you, you're on a journey where it's going to put you in a, in, in a position of ministry that there's going to be things. And some of you is on a journey even at work. It's gonna make, this will make you the best employee on the company. Because what's going to happen is you're going to understand how to navigate through situations and circumstances. Most people don't know how to navigate. Because what do guys want that work? They want problem solvers. That's what your, your boss wants a problem solver. He don't want a problem. He wants a problem solver. I told the one guy, I told the one guy what to do in here. And he, James over there the one day, I said, James, do these five things. I said, you get a promotion. He said the, the owner of the company was going to eat lunch with him or something. I don't know what happened. He was fine. He'll have to tell you the story. I said, ask, tell him these five things. Tell him, these, tell him three things, and when he shows up, you tell him these three things. I wrote them down for him. I said, tell him these three things, and I said, you'll probably get a raise. And he got the owner of the company to sit with him. Number one was this, that I told him, I said, there was just problem-solving ideas. I said, whatever you need me to do, sir, I'll do it. You know, and there was three things. I wrote them down. There's five of them I got. There's five keys to the next level. How would you feel if your guy showed up and said, whatever you need me to do, I'll make sure it's done? Who talks like that on my job? Hey, what day can I get off? Can I get off? No. You know what I'm saying? And I understand what I'm saying. But if you want to be the best, problem solve. See what I'm saying? This is all part of this stuff, man. Be the best. Be this. Be that. Why? Because you got. we're under authority. Now, here in the kingdom, it's easy. One of the things right here, I got so much stuff here. I'll give you some, some of the back stuff in, in 1030. You become a person who looks for authority. You have behavior that understands authority, has become fearful of making mistakes, and you become a truly soft person. I don't want to make mistakes around authority. I want to keep myself right. I, will, I, say, I wouldn't mean to be afraid. Yeah, be afraid. 
Look, man, if you walked in a room and there was higher officials in a room, you ever walk in a room with people with weight? You don't just get, like, talking how you want to talk. Now, I said something one time. I said, I used to, like, in the beginning of my relationship with great men of God, I didn't call them up and talk about stupid stuff because it's not, it's not respectful or honorable in that moment to even bring that up. Now, we can be playful now after relationships have been developed, but I wasn't going to call up you know, these guys and just talk like a clown. Does that make sense? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's posture that you carry. There's something you got. Man, I'm going to tell you what happens. When you start thinking like that, something gets on your life from God. You understand what I'm saying? We have fun all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But when you, when you go in there, you know, maybe Larry got a city officials or something. You don't walk in there and just throw stuff around. No, he acts properly in, in the order of a thing. You know what happens when that starts happening? Man, your life takes over. Now, listen, this is what this series is going to eradicate. This is what the series is going to do, okay? Now, for some of you, this is what we're going to talk about, and we're going to pray, and we're going to let you go. Some of you have a rebellious streak through you, okay? Don't raise your hand. I don't want to see it. I don't care who you are. I love you. But you got rebellion in you. How it got in you was because your own ideas elevated above stuff that should have been elevated. You have a suggestion box in your head that's wrong. You need to fix it. Now, I'm not your God, and I don't want to be your God. I'm your pastor, and this ain't none of my business. But you have, a, you have an idea of what you think to be the truth, but it's probably not the truth. And if it is even the truth, you don't have a right to think it, okay? So leave it alone, because there's some screwed up stuff just the way it is, but God still wants to see you under. If you're in this room today, let's eradicate this thing. I had it because my parents. I had it because of this. I had it because I don't know how you got it, but if God quickens you about it, let's get rid of it. Stand up on your feet. Just get up. Nobody looking around. But if you really feel like while you're sitting there, I want you to close your eyes and take a minute. This is going to be a real holy moment. And I'm going to ask you the question of all questions. And, and you're going to like it. It's going to be good. I'm not going to ask you to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Close your eyes. Nobody looking around. I'm not in all that. We ain't got to figure this thing out. But if you feel like there might be just a little root of rebellion. The Bible says the root of rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. It's, it, it manipulates your life. It does, I'm going to tell you what it's doing. It's not allowing your life to go to the next level. This ain't none of my business. I'm just here dropping off the package. But if you feel like there's a place of rebellion in your heart, close your eyes, nobody looking around. Please, just do that for me. Because I don't want to embarrass nobody. All right? It ain't about embarrassing people. But if you feel like there's just a little root of rebellion running through you, I don't even going to ask you to even raise your hand because that don't make no sense today. God knows your heart. Okay? But if you just feel, just examine your heart right now. The Bible says if you judge yourself, you shall not be judged. No one can judge you. You know what I mean? But God. And he's saying, I don't want to judge you, so deal with it. If you feel like, you know what, I don't, I don't man, somebody tells me what to do, I don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to submit my life. You know, those ideas go through your head. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. If I want to do what I want to do, I'm gonna do come on, man. Come on, man. That's the telltale signs of this thing. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm a man's man. Okay, you're a man's man. Great, whatever. I don't know who you are. I ain't here picking on nobody. I love you. But if you got rebellion in you today and God says, you got some rebellion in your heart, you better get rid of it, I'd get rid of it. I had to get rid of my junk. I told God, I'm not really willing to do some of this stuff. Straight up, I told him the other day. I said, he said, that's why you ain't going to eat the good of land yet. I said, sir, I got willing real quick. I felt like Kenneth Hagin. I got willing real quick. I got obedient real quick. I got connected real quick. I got under real quick. Why is that? Because I want to eat the good of the land. I want to walk in the blessing of God. I don't want my own opinion. And I say, you know, I never say, well, what happens if I get in and I go all in and I get under and then you go crazy? Well, then guess what? God will deal with the crazy. That ain't your responsibility nor your worry. 
And some of you, you got this husband, and I'm going to be straight with you now, nobody looking around, he's off the rail. He probably is off the rail. Yeah, he probably is. But guess what? You can't correct him. You got to pray for him. And some of you, guess what? It's going to be, you're going to go to a place of pain, praying for this guy till he changes. And I got news for you. It might seem like the longest season of your life, and it probably will be. But it ain't your job to be calling up your crazy girlfriend talking about how big a jerk he is because that ain't helping the situation. I'm telling you that right now. That's why you got to qualify before you get in. And I know, like, somebody, well, I don't know why we're doing this and this and the ministry that. And that. No, no, and all that stuff. Ain't no, now, look, and we ain't covering nothing up around here, but I'm telling you right now, it ain't certain things that we need to busy ourselves with. I don't need to busy myself with stuff that God holds in his hand to be his. I can't rise up against what God picked. I look at a lot of guys go, I don't know why you picked him, God. That ain't none of my business. I need to shush my mouth because it ain't my responsibility. That's like saying, God, what you chose isn't good enough for me. That's elevating my opinion above God's. And how many of you know I don't want to do that? Lucifer did that and got kicked out of heaven. Today, all I know is this, is that if we got some of this stuff roaming around, we need to get rid of it. Time to adjust your heart. It's only for you. It's for me too. I got to make adjustments. You got to make adjustments. If you're in here today with me and you want to really confess, let's confess. Let's do it together. If you feel like you're in here and you got a little core to this thing, let's get rid of it. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, I'm examining my heart and every place I feel like rebellion might have gotten a hold of me. I ask you to get a hold of it. Take it out of my heart. I repent. Forgive me. I didn't know. Maybe I didn't know. Maybe I just did it anyway. I just need the blood. Wash me clean. Set me free. Make me new and fresh in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. I repent of any rebellion willingly by accepting it, even if I didn't know I was doing it. And if I didn't know I was doing it, just get it all under the blood. In Jesus' mighty name. And thank you, Lord, for setting me free to walk in the power of submission. Lead me, guide me, and help me. And Jesus, I'm submitted to you and your word because they are one in my life. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, clap, man. Man, this feels good in here, don't it? It gets lighter in It feels lighter in here. Like, hey, I feel light. Don't worry about it. We all do it. You know what I mean? We all do it. People get, I know some people crying. It's cool, man. It feels good, don't it? Like, I didn't know. You know, you sometimes, we don't know this stuff. That's what the Bible's for. You know, two-thirds of the Bible is about correction. Reproof, reap stuff. I said one thing I never want to do is ne we never, ever, ever, we got one, we have one massive job, and it's to, honor and glorify God, and we do that together, and we do that corporately. Amen? We, never, we, we want to be right for the kingdom, and you guys are doing a great job, and it's a great honor and a privilege. Amen? How many excited about ready to give? Amen? Praise the Lord. I want you to look at Genesis chapter 12. If you're watching online, the relevant slash give things there, and the text to give is up, and you know how to do it. If you don't, if you don't know how to do it, somebody will show you. I want to talk to you about today ownership and stewardship. Everybody say ownership. Stewardship. Stewardship is a kingdom principle. Ownership is an earthly principle. Amen? You, everybody, look at your neighbor and say, you're a steward. Your neighbor's the person next to you, not me. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a steward. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're a steward. 
stewardship means it's not mine. I'm just using what God gave me. Amen? Now watch this. I want you to see this now. What's the difference? If I have an ownership mentality, it's going to put you in a position where you're, listen now, ownership puts you in a position where you don't, where you don't really understand the kingdom principle. Ownership means it's mine. You can't take it with you. You know, you ever go to a funeral and you like, you know, sometimes it's, I'm not trying to be weird, besides the little stuff, you know, people are like, put it in a, they put it in a coffin. What do you think, you're taking it with you? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's kind of funny. You know, I remember being a kid and I remember, I don't know where we were, somebody's funeral, they were putting stuff in the thing. I mean, I could see like sentimental stuff, but you ain't going to pack all your money. Put the money in there with them. <laughs> no, you ain't taking it with you, man. So you don't, you don't really, you come in, you steward stuff, you end, you steward stuff. Okay, the better steward you become, the better kingdom person you are. Amen, it's true. Somebody said, well, I have. Well, guess what? You can have more if you steward it right, amen? People with an ownership mentality end up trying to do everything themselves. People with stewardship are understanding this. They freely receive God's blessing and look at how God blessed Abraham. I want you to see this. Now, the Lord has said to Abraham, get thee out of your country, get out of your land, Right? And I'll take you to a place I want to show you. He said, I'll bless thee and I'll make thy name great. You shall be a blessing. I'll bless you and I'll bless them that bless you, but I'll curse them that curse you. And these things, the families of the earth shall be blessed. God said to Abraham that he would bless him and he would make Abraham's name great. He told him nothing. He said, but here's the thing. He wasn't just talking about earthly blessings only. He was talking about every blessing, not just spiritual, but earthly and earthly and spiritual. I got news for you. How many of you know God wasn't just talking about spiritual stuff? He was talking about the earthly blessing. Abraham's had so much stuff, he didn't even have room to contain it. Well, why is that? Abraham had nothing. I want you to think about what I just said. Abraham had what? Nothing. Abraham had nothing, then all of a sudden Abraham had everything. How in the world go from Abraham having nothing? He followed God. Amen? But not only did he just follow God, he listened to God. Amen? And God said, I'll give you. The blessing will give you. Give you what? Give you as much as you can handle. And the question is, how much can you handle? And some people say, well, you know, I don't got nothing. Well, maybe you ain't being a good steward of what you got. Now, listen, if you don't know the principles of heaven then you know what? You got to learn them. And if you know them and you don't work them, then that's on you. That's the truth. So now here's the key. Are we going to work the principles we know to work? Come on, guys. I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to the listener. The listener's in here in my ear. You see what I'm saying? I'm in your ear. Here's what I'm saying. There's principles of the kingdom that work. You got to work them. Now, look, we're, we're showing you how it works. He said this. He said, I don't got He said, leave everything you know. He didn't have nothing. He didn't have a nickel. He said, I'll take you to a place where I'm going to prosper you, and I'll make your name great above all the nations of the earth, and in you, you'll be the blessing. It was in the blessing. The power was in the blessing. But the blessing operates through your obedience. You see it? Your obedience activates the blessing. You surrender to it. So here's what it is. As we get ready to give, now see, remember I told you ownership means it's mine. Stewardship means I, I'm, bar, I'm on borrowed time kind of like. I'm using your stuff. I'm a steward of what you gave me. Remember I told you, give me your wallet. I'll give all your money away and get your reward. That's easy. Let me go slow. If you gave me your purse and I took all your money out and gave it, and it was my harvest of what I gave out of your purse, guess how much of your money I'd be giving in the offering? All of it. 
because it ain't mine. If I'm a steward, I understand, it ain't mine. See what I'm saying? So when I give, it ain't mine. It's God's. And if I get the reward on what I give, even though he gave it to me, boy, I'll tell you what, you get a new mentality. I'm not an owner, I'm a steward. I'm stewarding what God gave me. Now, guess what? The Bible said, him that is a good steward, more shall be given. Oh, buddy. People that don't have no respect for money have no sense. You need to respect money. You know, money doesn't own you, but you need to respect it. People say, I don't care nothing about money. People that talk like that don't make no sense. Which means you don't care about no money. You should care about money. Money's important. It's not the most important. Jesus said it's a bottom rung, but you don't just throw it around. You understand it's, it's holy what you bring to God. See what I'm saying? You know what you're doing. You guys do it anyway, but this is what you this, this fortifies, gives you strength in what you're doing. God don't care about you getting blessed. He wants you to get blessed. He said you're the blessing. He wants you there. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has to understand, ownership, it's mine. I built it. I got it. No, no, no. Stewardship, it's God's. He gave it to me. See what I'm going to do with it. And I got news for you. Ready for this? The stewardship is the key because you don't get to keep anything in the earth. You only get to keep what you do in the earth. Because when you go to heaven, God says, good job. I'm setting myself up for a palace. How about you? Now, God wants you to have a, now listen, so many people say, I ain't, but watch this now. You don't need to be no pauper in the earth. God wants you to have a palace in the earth and a palace in heaven. He ain't got no problem with palaces. You see what I'm saying? Some people are like, I'm going to live in the earth with nothing and scrape on by and have a palace when I get to heaven. That's not what he said. He said, rule and reign is a king in the earth. He wants you to have the palace in the earth, and he wants you to have a palace in the heavens. And people are like, well, I ain't got no palace. How are you stewarding? Come on. God will give you the desire of your heart. Where'd it come from? That's why I ask God sometimes, where'd that come from? Come from the kingdom. But God can produce kingdom stuff if you keep vision. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand. Come on. The ushers are coming. Now, listen now. Now, some of you guys start learning this at a greater level now. You know what I'm saying? Your tithe belongs to the Lord. You can't eat that. Your tenth belongs to the Lord. The whole church, this should be easy for you guys. Tithing should be simple. You should be beyond tithing by now. Tithe belongs. You want to know where God starts stewardship? Let me help you. Can I help you? The first place that God starts stewardship is in the tithe. He said, it's his. It belongs to the Lord. So he gave you the 10%. He goes, here's the 10%. Let me see what you're going to do with it. You don't give him the 10%. He ain't going to talk about increase for you. You disqualify yourself for increase. Did you hear what I just said? Somebody better teach this stuff, man. Look, I'm not picking on you. I don't care what you do. It's your own business what you do. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of preachers press people with money because they need money. So I don't press you a day in your life. You ain't my source. Never will be, never can be. So I don't press you. I just tell you the truth. You do what you want with it. And I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. People are like, well, I don't like it. You bother me. Well, that's because you got a problem. You got a problem. You got a poverty spirit is what you got. Yeah, I'm real good at this. Don't mess with me here. I'm dangerous. I'll read your mind and then tell you what you're thinking. And then when I'm done rebuking you, you can cry home or whatever you want to do. That's your business. Now, I love you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Because don't give me your attitude. I don't like it. I don't care what you like. You didn't come here to get what you like. You come to get what I tell you. Plenty of other people go tell you what you like out there. Go find them. Oh, oh. There's a spiritual atmosphere I, 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 I keep in here that I control. God's okay with it. Praise be to God. I'm a nice guy. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. Smile. Hallelujah. Come on. Be happy. I love you. But don't give me that. It ain't working. It ain't working because you ain't working it. It ain't happening because you ain't working it. Now, if you didn't know, that's okay. I'm going to help you because I love you. But if you know it and you're going to push against it, you can't push against God and win. I can't. I'll die before. Are you push against God? Are you kidding me? 
Change it. Because you've got the capacity to do it. I told God, you know what? Six bucks comes in, you get 60 cents. See what I'm saying? It's the little things. It ain't about how big it is. It's about putting your life back together. Let me tell you something. You want to know something? God got me so good. He said, you've never come underneath the authority of the devil a day in your life. Not a day in your life. We fell, but we never came underneath his authority a day in our life. You understand that? He, we fell because of Adam's sin, but we never came under the authority of the devil a day in our life. He's a liar. He's trying to tell you you're somebody you're not. You've ne- Listen what I'm saying in here. When you fell from the fall of man, you never, you fell from where God put you, but you never came under the authority of the devil a day in your life. This curse is imparted nothing that God has for you. You understand what I'm saying? When you fell, Adam fell, Adam sinned. We lost the power, we lost the position, we lost everything because of his transgression. But God didn't say, oh, because he screwed up, now you come underneath the devil's authority. Not a day in his life. Not a day in your life. You got authority over him. Don't let him rob you. And don't let him tell you nothing different. He's a liar. He has no power over you. But you have principles to live by in the kingdom that unlock the blessing of God. Work those principles and then see the reward. We can't get you to the next level till you work the principles. It ain't about the money. The money means nothing. It's about the obedience. You see it? And once you come under the obedience and the submission of the obedience, you come into the place of power in that area. He said, if you become a tither, you rebuke the devourer. You can't rebuke the devourer until you do your part. And your finances, he'll run havoc in your money because you didn't take the first step of doing what you're supposed to do. I can't answer your prayers if you got unforgiveness in your heart. Not because I'm a mean, jerky God, but because you got a posture and position right. So learn to forgive by faith so I can get your prayer life working. It's all the principles of heaven, guys, and you got to get them even if they hurt. I'm learning about suffering just like you. I'm like you, man. I got stuff in me I'm fixing each and every day. But hear what I'm saying. It's not my gospel. It's his gospel. But the minute you get under this gospel, you come out with power like you never had before. And you'll tell your head, you will tell your mind what to think. Your mind is done telling you what to think. People say, I don't have to, people want to know, how are you going to get help? Everybody in America is trying to tell people how to get help for their head. I'm going to tell you how you get the best help for your head. You get so far under that word that you become so strong that you don't even need to work. My head said, you'll tell your head, shut up. And your head will say, yes, sir. Power is found in submission. Get under. You have power like you never had before. You have authority like you never had before. But I'm going to figure it out my way. Don't figure it out your way. Get under. Get under that word. Stay in that word. You see it? And stay there and don't come out. You have power. The devil's scared of you. He just don't want you to find. He don't want you to find out who you are. The day you find out who you are, gigs up. Gigs up. Can't tell you nothing. Can't move you manipulate you, push you, prod you. Most people are trapped in fear. Fear. Fear is the greatest enemy you have sometimes. Fear to fail. Fear to go. Fear, fear, fear. Some people living in a fear to be free. So they just run back to bondage because I'm so scared of failing. I'm just going to stay bound. Nah, not around here. You have so much power and authority that no matter what happens, you're going to learn your place in Christ. 
I'll tell you right here now, if I don't, I'm going to get it for you. You're going to get it, and you're going to do it because you got it. That's why you, you pay the price to hear it. It costs a little bit to hear it, but then you start doing it, life changes. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand. You're going to prosper too. I'm going to make sure you get, you get what you got to get because I don't want you having no pressure in money. One of the worst pressures in the world is money pressure. People do, people's life because of money pressure has pushed them to do things that they don't need to do in life. And because of it, they've literally come, opened the door to sin in their life because they got money pressure. Because I don't know, I got so much pressure, I don't even know what to do. That ain't going to happen for you because you're going to prosper like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you're done prospering, guess what? You have overflow. All right? Overflow. You know what overflow means? I got so much, I got to give it away. Woo! Somebody said, what do you mean overflow? He said, I can get your room you can't even contain. Come on, somebody. You're going to do this. That's more than the offering. Amen. Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Thank you, Jesus. I'm prospering. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. We've been in this authority. Look at John 7, 16. You doing all right? Come on. You see what I'm saying, though? I got to hit that atmosphere sometimes. Say, where did that atmosphere come from? Religion? It ain't you. Does that make sense? Religion creates an atmosphere that tries to keep you beneath the blessing. Religion. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Somebody in the moment, Miss Tyler trying to break her phone. She's hitting the thing, punching it. Hallelujah. If phone talk back, she's going to throw it against the wall. I bind you in the name of Jesus, Siri. <laughs> yeah, Siri, don't talk to me. I'm in church. Hallelujah. <laughs> John 7, 16, great, powerful truth. You guys know where we're at. Today, I'm going to really eradicate rebellion. Look at your neighbor say, hold on. This is important. Amen. I need you to be honest with yourself. This series has not been easy, but it's for your maturity. Um, I've really been feeling this month has been life-changing. I, I really have been. I got excited because if you're embracing this message, the only thing on the other side of this for you is increase. That is the God's, and I'm a nice guy, I'm telling you now. It's a little rough around here because it's God. Does that make sense? I'm trying to get you to grow and mature, and sometimes when you hear this, you got to make some face, you know, some mirror. Look at the person in the mirror and go, we either going to do this thing or we ain't. After we get on, we get on, we go. Here's the thing. If you make the adjustments and the embracements that you need to make, I think they could bring you to another level in Christ. That's between you and God. Romans 13, we talked about it. We don't even got to go there. We're not going to go there. We're going to go to John 7. Remember, we said all authority was given by God. I can't backtrack all of it, so you know authority was set up by God. Every authority you see came from God. Church authority, life authority, work authority, kids in school, guess what? Teachers, the authority. Find it, look for it, figure it out. Teachers possessed. Maybe they are. What do you want me to tell you? Guess what? Figure it out, work in it. You're going to have to still stay submitted to it. Some of you are in a job. My boss is demonized. I, I believe it. Probably is. Don't know what to tell you. Pray about it. Get a new job first. Don't quit your job. I didn't tell you to quit your job. Get a better job. And until you get a better job, you can't leave your job you got. Okay? Here we go. Everybody getting this? Authority came from God. All of it. The good, the bad, the indifferent. He got kings in that book. They were wild. Wild kings. The people had to submit themselves to it. That's called government and leadership. Here we go now. Here we go now. I don't like the government. That's great. Pray about it, but guess what? Don't talk about it too much. It puts you in a position that's not good for you. Just let you in on a secret, because here's the thing with the thing, what you want to say. All authority came from God. Like it, lump it, love it, leave it, pray about it. If you ain't prayed about it, don't talk about it. Amen? Because I'm being honest with you now, and I'm not telling you there ain't not injustice out there. I'd be stupid to tell you that. Hello? 
I'm not putting my head in this thing. I've been around the world, man. I was in, I was in South America. Let me tell you something right now. I'm going to show you something crazy. Communism was running rampant in Nicaragua when I was there, and that wasn't that long ago. Communism. Commun- they told him when to use the phone. I was like, bro, the guy was this ex-Sandinista. He said I was a Sandinista. He, I said that was the government ruling reign. He said, yeah. I said, communism was right here? He said, yeah, it was all over the country. I said, you got to be, I, I didn't know. You know, I don't know. I thought that stuff was all done away with. He's like, no, up until about 10 years ago, we still communists. I said, you got to be kidding me, bro. There's stuff going on all over the earth. But if you're in that environment, guess what the people had to do? You're in it. You can't, you know, you, so you suffer. You know what I'm saying? You suffer. It ain't good. I ain't saying it's right. But if you're in it, what are you going to do? Hello? I'm not saying people got to put their life in jeopardy, but what are you going to do? Here's the thing. I got to do my part even though it might not be fair. How many of you been on a job and somebody's been evil rose up? Talk about you, right? Trying to get you to lose your job. Talk about you like, come on, man. You got to still roll this stuff out. You got to live right, act right, be right. The gospel does not change because of the environment you're in. The environment you're in changes because of the gospel. See what I'm saying? That's how it changes, okay? So Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine. Well, where'd you get it? He that sent me gave it to me. Jesus said, this ain't my words. It's the words of him that sent me. See it? Good. Keep going. Watch this. This is gonna, you're going to like this, right? If any man will do his will, he, now it's, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God. Keep going. Whether I speak of myself. For he that speaks of himself, check this next part out. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory. He said, I didn't come here to talk about my own stuff. I come to tell you about his stuff. I'm not on my agenda, I'm on his agenda. That's what Jesus said. He said, I'm not here talking about myself. I'm talking about the stuff of the Lord. And I'm bringing it to you. But that he may seek the glory that comes from another. That's the way he's looking for the glory that comes from God. He's like, I come here to get God's glory. I didn't come here to get man. You think man's going to approve of you? They're going to probably cry, crucify you like they crucified him, amen? So here's what I want to start talking to you about. How does this work with this authority thing? Now, there is a posture and a position that we all need to take. Now, some of you, this is going to really rub you. Now, let me explain something to you. Before we leave here today, um, some of you are rebellious. All right? Don't raise your hand. All right? Some of you are flat out rebellious. It's in you. How it got in you, I don't know. Ain't none of my business. I don't want to know. I don't want, at the end of service, I don't want you raising your hand. We're going to get rid of the rebellion. Some of you rebelled because you got wrong ideas. Where they came from, I don't know. While I'm preaching the sermon, adjust your heart. This is time. In the morning service, it was pretty wild. We prayed. I really felt weights lift off people. You cannot live in rebellion and walk in the blessing of God. How you got rebellious, I don't know. Don't listen to people. Listen to me. Listen to the word of God. Now, why did I say listen to me? Because some of you got indoctrinated at a young age about nonsense from people that didn't know nothing. Are you saying? Yeah, I'm saying well, who they didn't know what they're talking about, and you didn't, you, you eating it up like it's the truth. It ain't the truth. We could change your behaviors by where you find your source of belief. Your life is on a crash. I ain't true. The Bible's true. You see what I'm saying? I'm not giving you my idea. I mean, I speak the truth. Do you understand? I'm like Jesus. I didn't come with a message that I created. I brought his message to you. When I show you in the pages, you got to make a decision. It ain't up to me that you do what you want to do. But some of you got a little line of rebellion going through. Yeah, it got in there. I don't know how it happened, but praise be to God, you better get rid of it. 
know what I mean? Quiet in here. Amen. I got one amen from the Irish guy. Come on, right? Come on. Amen. Come on. Listen, are you pulling this in? You got it in you. It got in you. I don't know how it got in. But no, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Here you, that's you. I don't agree with you. Oh, that's you. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, that's probably you. If you're the person that walks in and you walk in the store and they got a line and they tell you line up here and you don't like that, you probably got a problem. Come on, let me let, let me meddle. Let me find you. This way you know. I don't have rebellious. No, it's you. When you go to Publix and you go in the deli and they tell you pick a little number thing, if you get mad about the number system, you got a problem. You don't like that one? Okay. You go to park your car and the guy tells you where to park your car and you don't like the guy telling you where to park your car because you got a problem. You go places and you see stuff and they tell you you got to go this way, you got to go that and you don't like, you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? If you got a problem with like, why we got to do that? You go to the airport, they tell you take your shoes off, you get mad about it. You got a problem, man. Man, I went, when we were overseas in there, I was like, bro, I'll take my clothes off, bro. I don't really care. Make sure these people are safe. These people in that line look sketchy. <laughs> we're in the Congo, and they had a wire thing, like a wand. I said, they got no other machine besides that wand? Bro, that dude in the lobby looked jacked up. Somebody better frisk him. I think we should all get naked before we get on this plane because I don't trust none of these people I'm sitting next to, dude. Please, man, do some sort of security over here. Take my shoes off, bro. I'll take my clothes off, man. Make sure this place is safe, man. I want to, you see what I'm saying? Follow the rule. See what I'm saying? You know, I like the rules. You probably rebellious. Uh, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you mind my business. All authority came from God. That's it. I'm going. Okay, so now you do what you want with the message. I'm a messenger. Don't get mad. Don't punch the delivery guy. Ready? Boom. Number one, you got to start seeing authority everywhere. Start seeing authority everywhere. Now, now, why am I looking for authority? Because you have to understand how to position yourself in every situation you're in. Very important. Now, church, church is cool. Now, church, we try to tell you this. This is what the preachers do to try to manipulate the people to serve them. That is not what it is. There is something in the church world called the anointing that God anoints and God appoints. The, now, let me tell you where we got it jerked up in America. We have made preaching a profession. It is not a profession. It is a calling. You have a bunch of church in America that's like a job t- t- title. You go, oh, praise be to God. You want to be one of these? You could be a preacher just like you could be anything else. I don't know where in the world they think this is going to work, but it's pablum. It cannot work at the level where God wants you. either anointed to do it or not. You understand? So I'm not picking on them because, oh, my God, you know, it blows up when you, no, no, bro, look, you don't go looking for it, it finds you. Or maybe it ain't for you. I'm not getting into all that. Ain't none of my business. I don't understand all that. All I know is this. This is not like pick your gift. <laughs> pick your gift test. Well, I'm, I'm a number four, so a four means that I'm like, you know, I'm more prophetic, so I'm a prophet now. No, you are not a prophet. You're a potato head. Cut it out. You know, Brother Hagin used to say this. He said, you don't have to tell me a banana tree is a banana tree. I see bananas hanging off it. You don't have to tell me an apple tree is an apple. I see apples hanging. Look, if you're a prophet, guess what? We ain't got to tell you you're a prophet. We'll know you're a prophet. I went one, way, I went one place, and the dude started telling me what he was, but I laughed. I couldn't contain it. Sorry, it might have been abrupt, but it was sorry. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing, sir? How you doing? I'm like, hey, Pastor Chris. He's like, hey, I'm prophet so-and-so. 
of the prophets of Elijah or something. I was like, bro, you better to start losing it. I said, praise be to God. People are weird, man. You know what I'm talking about, some of you. People will try to tell you who they are. You don't have to tell you who you are. We'll figure out who you are. Are you all right? Don't go looking for stuff. And half the things you think you're looking for, you don't want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just stay in your lane. So here's what I'm saying. There's authority in the church that you have to follow if you come in the church authority. And you could say, well, Pastor Chris, what if it goes off the rail? Well, God's still anointed. You know, and he ain't taking his anointing. David will teach you that, man. Saul was crazy. Now, see, here's the problem. I'm going to show you why you want to try to get away from that. Because later, okay? Number one, what are you doing? You're looking for authority. You got to go find it. Now, I started asking, I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to go through this thing, and you can take it, and you, you guys will receive it. Whether we go, wherever we go, we should know first who is the authority, and if we know who we have to submit to, you will spontaneously know what position you should occupy in that place. How do I do that? And I started thinking about something. Where in the world do I go looking for authority? And it hit me, road trips. You ever take a driving road trip? You ever get in a car and take a ride somewhere far? What's the first thing you're doing? You're speeding, bro. Because I'm breaking the law. <laughs> and what do I do when I break the law? I look for authority. So behind every bridge, I'm slowing down. Come on, don't lie. Y'all act holy in a church, right? We went to Kentucky. I'm crazy. I'm like, I want to get a Winnebago. No, nothing about a Winnebago. No, nothing about one. I'm like, let's drive across the country. That'll be cool. And the kids are like, are you, da daddy, are you crazy? Can you, we can't even drive from here to Port Orange without punching one another in the head. We're going to drive from here to California. We might be dead by the time we got to California. I have to resurrect dead days. No, you understand what I'm saying? I'm in the car and I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing like 80 and a 70. What am I looking for? Every time somebody's slowing, I'm looking for the authorities. Why? I'm breaking the law. I am up. Have, how many of you have taken a road trip? How many of you have taken a road trip more than 10 hours? Were you not thinking about authority for the whole 10 hours of the road trip? Yes, you were, because you were speeding. Are you here? So you were doing, you were like 18, and the last four hours, wherever you're going, you're really looking, because you're, you're like 15 miles over the speed limit now. You're really pushing it. And don't tell me my angels stop at 70. I don't want to hear your stuff. Keep your little prayer life to yourself. My angels will do what I ask them to do. They're working for me, okay? Tell, tell I know Brother Copeland preached it or somebody preached it, right? Angels stop, Brother Copeland, right? I'm like, I, I praise be to God. I'm just believing that my angels can withstand. Let them withstand the pressure. Just hang in there. 90. Come on. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? Come on, 90. Let's say, right? So you're speeding. So what do you do when you're speeding? When you went to Tennessee, you probably sped a little bit. All the time. See, he's admitting himself. Right? You speed. And what are you doing? When everybody slow down, what do you do? You kind of get nervous. Everybody's nervous, man. Why? Because I'm looking for authority for the constant trip because I'm breaking the law. And what am I looking at? I don't want to get called out. I don't want a ticket. Amen. I need you to start posturing yourself like you're speeding through life. Tomorrow morning you're going to go. There is, a, there, there is an authority on the job. There's a position. Now, listen. Some people are not going to respect you. That don't matter. That's their, that's their blatant nonsense. You understand me? That does not stop you from posturing yourself right because people do not recognize what's on you. I don't care what they recognize. You're a different breed. You're the church. You're supposed to be the best. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're going to be mean to me. No, duh. You might have to suffer a little bit, but I got to posture myself. Authority is important because when we're done with this, I'm going to get you under authority. Once you get under authority, you got power. Just, see, I'm going to show you how to get the stuff you want. You want the power. You start telling the devil, you know who you're messing with? The devil won't even come near you. This people talking about dealing with all this 
mind stuff, life stuff, paint. You're going to get so obedient to God and so far under when you say, he ain't going to come looking for you. Power is not given until submission has been found. But once you submit, I'll tell you a story. That we went to the, we went on a trip, man. I told him in the morning. I didn't I didn't know this stuff. Look, just just get this. Write this down. Number two, there is always submission before authority. There is always a place of submission before you before authority comes, because it's the qualifier. Is that okay? I'm going to give you a definition. Maybe you never heard before. Submission is the qualification for those who walk in authority. Submission is the qualification for those who walk in authority. Until submission is found, authority will never be given. Because authority without submission is dangerous unto your own being. God will never allow that to take place. Is that okay? Is that okay? God will never allow that to take place. Did you pull that in your spirit? Because God, because power without submission is dangerous. And that is why submission is important. Now, check this out. Pseudo-submission is dangerous because in a season you'll come in and then power will hit your life. That's why you see guys get problems. Saul submitted unto God, but then when Saul got greedy and disobeyed God, he popped out. Now, watch this now. He popped out of a place of what? Obedience, even though he had the authority and the power, he destroyed himself. God told him, kill all those Amalekites and don't keep nothing. He's keeping stuff he wasn't looking. He got greedy. God would have gave him a thousand times greater. But he had the power and the position, and he left obedience, popped up, and literally killed himself, destroyed himself. And God said, he's done. David, you're rising up. And David's in a position that's really tricky because some of you were there in the place of work. You better get this. Some of you were there in the place of work, and some of you were there in the spirit of God, and some of you will get there. The guy in front of you is gone. This is scary. Listen, I've been in church like this. You've been in church like this? Yeah, you're more anointed than the guy in front of you, but you got to wait for him to leave before you could ever take the throne. And you know it and everybody else knows it. But if you pull him out and take him out, you'll be accountable for it. So you're just going to sit there and suffer until... They get to move, and you rise up. Because the minute you pull a David, you're safe. But the minute you pull an Absalom, you're in trouble. You start pulling for power that's not ready to be given, even though it's yours. Don't get early in your season. Stay in your season until the end. Because, see what I'm saying? Because David's here, and, and Saul's here, and Saul's done. But he's still anointed to be the king. But the what? The lift is off of him. So now I got to wait for, now David's thinking, he could have took him out, but if you take him out, you're in trouble with God. Even though it's my throne to be, it's not my time yet. And I got to serve what is going to be stopped being served any longer. Man, that guy's got, that's why he's a guy after God's own heart, David. He understood submission. He's, He's failed. David failed. But God didn't consider his failure to be final. He understood his heart. His heart was a submissive heart. What did he say? He said, search me. Search me, God. Make sure my insides are right. Search me. I want to have a right heart, a broken spirit. 
See what I'm saying? This is stuff, we don't talk like this in church. We need to, though. It's important. So don't rise up before your time. See what I'm saying? Okay? Now, get, get what I'm saying. So I'm looking for authority everywhere we go. So submission is key to me to get authority. Now, the earth's going to tell you, nah, step on everybody's head and get to the top. That ain't true. Don't buy that. It don't last. Do it in the right order, and you get to keep it forever. Ready? There's always submission before authority. In order to restore authority, submission must be restored first. Did you get that? In order to restore authority, submission must be restored first. Many people are thinking this is not true, but it is. Submission first, okay? Okay? Order to restore authority, submission must be restored first. So you got to submit. So where are you submitting? You're submitting, obviously, first and foremost to God, the Word of God, okay? Now, here's the thing with the Word of God. Most people don't know the Word of God. So what God has done is he's placed order in the church that you should submit yourself to. Okay, so the question is, well, we did that and we seen spiritually wackiness. No, duh. You're going to see that. Okay? You understand that? But here, let me explain to you why. Because you cannot, you cannot just go take yourself anywhere and put yourself anywhere. That'd be crazy. So once you qualify where God has taken you, then you got to come all in. Do you get that? Does that make sense? It's like, so then you're all in. After you're all in, guess what? You're all in. Does that make sense? You got a bunch of people running around demanding. No one demands authority gets it. That's the ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you qualify. But here's the thing. Once you qualify and get in, the key to your next level is the level of submission you have. That happens in work. That happens in life. School. Kids go to school. Everything, there's an order. Are you pulling this in? Now, I'm just telling you. I know we don't want to talk like this. Because why is this? You got to understand this. Here's a big one, too. Put this in. Submission, write, write this down. Submission be, should be your posture. Submission should be your posture. Does it make sense? Everybody want to come in and push. Don't push. Posture. Is that all right? Go to, go to James 4, 4, 4 and 6. You understand what submission means? Now, listen, I got to walk in the room. I gotta, you know what I mean by that? You got to walk in the room. You got to navigate in the room. You walk in the situation. I walk in situations. There's situations I walk in, I ain't supposed to talk. There's situations you walk in, you ain't supposed to talk. There's situations you walk in, you're supposed to be the one teaching. The person of wisdom understands where they belong in that spot. Okay, we got Jerry. I'm going to pick on Jerry. I like Jerry. All right, Jerry's like a master wood guy. He just says, I'm picking on you, but he knows his stuff, man. I'm being honest. You think I walk in his shop and tell him how to build something? See, that's the problem with you young people. You don't know when to shut up. Now, listen, I ain't saying you're young in a mean way. Please, that's not rough. Please understand me. This guy's got 30 years of wisdom. You going to tell him how to build something? Wait to the right moment. Let him tell you how he wants to go and say, hey, Mr. Jerk, you ever think about this? He'll sit there all day long and open up the wealth of wisdom to teach you stuff you never learned before. You go in there and tell him you know it all, you know everything, you know how to do it. He ain't even going to talk. He's going to want to try to figure out how to get away from the conversation with you. I mean, when I say young you're 40 years old and still young. Ain't listening to nobody about nothing. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. You got a problem with rebellion. I'll say it again because I like you. I do. I like my buddy. You over there, 40 years old, somebody trying to tell you something. You're like, you ain't going to tell me. What do you mean young? Young and you ain't, you ain't, you could be 50 years old and immature as the day is long. Nobody tell me what's going to do. I'm a man's man. Okay, man's man. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm not trying to be weird. Nobody's going to tell me how to do it. You got you to gotta learn from somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't go in there. Man, I got guys in here. They know more. So I go, I went to the daycare the other day. I went to the daycare the other day. Did they tell you? 
They put me in there. I had to go sit there for a minute. The little kid told me no. It was amazing. I love that little boy. I said, what did he say to me? I went in there. I had to go in there, right? I had to go in. Look, little Michael. He's something else. He cute as a button, man. He goes, no. I said, what did he say? He said, no. I said, this is going to be fun. He had to take a nap. Little Joker wasn't going to take a nap on it. He said, no. I said, all right, no nap. I said, you should be thanking God you get to take a nap because I would love to take a nap. I might take a nap. They're playing all that God music, and it's cool in there and dark. I was like, praise God, I'll fall asleep in here. So you know what I did? I took his blanket. I took his little blanket, and I put it by me. I was like, mine. He goes, mine. I said, I love this, man. It's great. You know what I did? I did what they told me to do. They said, just stay there for a minute and, you know, make sure everybody progresses right. I said, okay. I sat there. I don't know what I'm doing. You're the pastor of the church. You in there. People got shocked. They see me in there. They're like, why is he in here? Telling the kids, move this way, move down. I was like, because this is what they told me to do. Here I am. Just follow instruction, man. Well, I'm the boss. So guess what? The boss in certain environments needs to be the student. They say, well, you know, you should just be the boss. No. They needed a help for a minute. I'd go with Miss Ford. Miss Ford got all those little babies. And Miss Ford said, Pastor Chris, one day they need to move the refrigerator. I'll move the refrigerator. You too good to move refrigerator? A little refrigerator. No, I ain't too good to move. Come on. When I walk in there, you know what she's telling me? This is my room. You got to take your shoes off. She don't say it, but it's policy. Guess what I did? Walked around with my socks on. See, but you all want power. More power. I want to be the man. And you got to be able to follow. See, everybody thinks being a leader. This leadership stuff is nuts. Want to know why? You want to know how you become a great leader? You got to be the greatest follower. Who was the greatest leader you ever seen in your life? Who? Who? Jesus. Who? Jesus. Who was the greatest follower you ever seen on the face of the earth? I don't say nothing my daddy didn't tell me to say. I don't do nothing my daddy didn't tell me to do. He was the greatest follower. That's why he was the greatest leader. Somebody's got to be following somebody to get somewhere. You don't get to blaze a trail, pioneer it. There's no pioneering nothing. There's following the guy that went before you and following the back of his head is a whole lot easier than you piling, cutting wood, blazing a trail, trailblazer. I like the paved road. Glory to God. I don't want to cut no trees. I want a paved road. I don't need to go through your pain. You already went through it. Show me what road to take. Oh, you just missed a million-dollar nugget right there. Somebody already went through the pain of the process. Mentorship will save you two things you cannot afford to miss out on, time and money. See it? Why do I got to go through it if you already went through it? Just show me what not to do. Come on, baby. Are you seeing it? The road is paved. Well, I got to know how to get there. You know how to get there? Praise be to God. I'm going to follow your back. What you mean, girl? Go. You go first, man. Go. You been down there. You ever go somewhere you don't know where you're going? What do you do? You follow the person that knows. I don't know if we should be making a left here. You ain't never been here a day in your life. Shut up in the back seat. Follow the dude in front of it. He said left, left is left. Are you getting this? You see what I'm saying? All right, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Keep on going on yourself. How's that working out for you? Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't even know if I like you, Pastor Chris. Pastor Appreciation Month, I could care less. I don't like you. I don't care if you like me. Praise be God, I'm getting to the finish line. I promise you this. If you follow me, we're going to win. I promise you that because I ain't going to lose. And I ain't going to hang around the losing thing. I'm going to like, who did it? Who did it? Who knows? Who in the country did it and knows how to do it? That's what we're going to listen to. I told you what happened with that guy. Man, I think it was Benny Perez. 
I think it was Vegas. He got a great church. I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I think it was him. He got in his business build, building deal. It was a mess. I think I read it in a book. He, he was, it, it was a mess. It wasn't his fault. It was just California or some Vegas, wherever it was, and it was crazy. And they had to do this thing, and they couldn't. And for years, he was in this building thing. He was tied up. It was a mess. It was draining him, draining the church, draining everybody. And he didn't know what to do, and it was like crazy. And it was pressure, and he talked to a preacher buddy of his, and the guy goes, oh, no, I know a guy that can do that. He did it for another church. He said he did it, he called, and everything worked out. All that while, he was holding that burden but somebody else knew the answer he needed for the situation that he was in. That's what it is, guys. Sometimes you just need the answer, and the answer isn't found in you. It's found in somebody else. And instead of you holding burdens, you don't have to hold, cast your care on the Lord. Man, he got a way for you to get there. Is, you see what I'm, does that kind of pull in when you hear me? It was, see, I had one of my young guys following me a little bit. He said this to me. It was funny. He goes, I don't think I know enough. I said, you don't need to know enough. You just need to know somebody that knows. Does that make sense? You don't need to know. You just follow the guy that knows and once you follow the God that knows, you'll get there. Sometimes guys try to figure it out. I got to figure it out. You ain't got to figure out nothing. Just follow the God that figured it out. You follow the God that figured it out, he'll show you the road. You, you see what I'm saying? I don't need to know. I don't need to know. There's a whole bunch of stuff I don't need to know. But if you know, I know what you know. I got the one guy who's probably watching. He's a pilot. I said, I don't need to know how to fly the plane. We'll call him up. He'll fly the plane. That's what he does. He flies the plane. You know how to fly the plane? I don't know nothing about flying no plane. I don't want to learn. That's responsibility I don't want. But guess what? If we got to go somewhere we need to get a plane, we got the pilot. Praise be to God. <laughs> I'm going to call the pilot and say, you fly planes. That's what you do. Fly the plane. I don't got to figure it out. I don't want to know. Don't care. See what I'm saying? I don't need to know. He, needs, he knows. But if I know him, I know what he knows. You better get what I just said. I don't need to know. I didn't need to go to 80 years of school, whatever they got to fly, hours, 3,000 hours it is, G-rated. I don't need to know none of that stuff. I don't even know what the G stands for. Don't care. I just know the bigger the number, the bigger the plane, right? Isn't that right? Praise me to God, right? Yeah, that's what I need, right? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? You go to school for that? I didn't go to school for that. I don't want to go to school for that. That looks boring to me, to be honest. The only thing I want to do is just fly. I don't want to know what all those meters mean. Just take me up, get me down, get me there safe. Hallelujah, amen. Do you know the stuff? I don't know. The, I don't know how to play that keyboard. I go in there. I try every once in a while. I think I'm Stevie Wonder. I like to just get back there and do it. And just, just, just sing. And then I have a little smoky, but then it never happens. It comes for like one note and it's gone. Now he knows how to do it. I don't want to learn what he learned. I don't care. I ask, I got him. So because I got him, I can go places that he can go. You see this? Who are you following? What are you following? What are you pushing against? What are you resisting? Here, write this down. Three, learning to be a deputy in authority is, is a position of understanding this. I got to be a deputy authority. What does that mean? A worker of God must not only learn submission to authority, he must also learn to be God's deputy authority in the earth. You are God's deputy authority. You know what that means? You know, a sheriff gets a deputy. What does he do? He gives him the power of the sheriff. Jesus, now here's why submission is so important, right? I was telling him in the morning. We went to India that one time. You know, I'm preaching out four or 5,000 people in this building. We don't know what we're doing. I'm telling you straight up, we don't know what we're doing. He goes to meetings, all cool, preaching the gospel. And I told him in the morning, and I told you the story before. But I'm in there. I'm just submitted to God. God said, go, I went. God told me, get up and preach. I didn't even want to get up and preach. I was like, you guys are going to do all the preaching. I'm going to do the last three minutes of this thing. God's like, you, you got, it's eight minutes in, and you got the whole meeting. I'm like, this is great. He said, go over or go under. That's up to you, but you're here. What are you going to do? I said, I guess I'll go over. Let's go. Get up, get in the pulpit. I start preaching. Everything starts going wacky. Everything that they told me, 
Nobody told me none of this stuff. People falling on the ground, bouncing around like they got devils and all this crazy stuff. It's true, it happens. So I go, all right, this is great. What do I do with this stuff? I'm standing in a spot. I don't even know what I'm doing. But I went on God's word. So I get there, and instead of leaving these people that are messed up on the, over there, they start dragging them up on the platform. I'm like, that's okay. You could really leave them where they are. I don't really need them up here with me, but I guess this is my responsibility, so whatever. So all of a sudden, I step in this pocket of where God's like, they don't see you, they see me. I was like, what you mean? They, and I'm talking about, they're, 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 out of, they're out of it, man. They got issues. But see, here's the thing. When you get submitted, you get power you don't even know you had. So I'm standing there. You know what he said to me? He said, they don't see you. I'm getting this on the go. I'm freaking out. 4,000 people watching me. I don't know what I'm doing. Teach you this stuff in Bible school. You learn this on the go. And I'm up there, and I'm like, why are you bringing these people up here? Leave her down there. And bringing her up here on a platform. Like, this is great. Now 4,000 people are going to watch me flop. Wonderful. This will be great. And I get over there, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm just telling you what happened. The Lord said to me, he said, she don't see you. She sees me. I said, what do you mean she sees you? I said, I wish to God I could see you right about now, because I don't see nothing but them dragging that lady up here. Be great if you let me in on this picture you see, because I don't see nothing but me <laughs> freaking out and them dragging that girl up here by her head up here on the bottom. She looked like a snake or something. It was weird. I was like, this is crazy, man. Yeah, it was out there. Don't get all scared, but just live right. Don't open yourself up, you know what I'm saying? And it was out there, you know, and they drag her up there. I'm like, this is great. What do I do? And all of a sudden, the Lord said this to me. I'll never forget it. He said, she sees nail pierced hands in a blood-stained banner. I said, man, I don't, what are you talking about, Jesus? He said, no, 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 no. She said, she sees, basically, I, was, I caught it. She sees him in me. I don't see him in me. You don't see him in you, but he's in you. No, you're not. Your body's a temple of living God. If you could see in the spirit world, you'll see the spirit side. And it's more, more real than this natural world. That's why submission's important. If you want power like that, you gotta be submitted unto God and his word. I didn't go where I wanted to go. I went where God told me to go. I didn't get ready to say what I want to say. I was getting ready to tell him what he asked me to do. I didn't ask to go. I didn't ask to say. He said, you do when you say. If it's in front of you, you can handle it. But here's, I got news for you. You better be submitted to something. Because if you want power to tell the devil where to go, you better be submitted to God first. See, that's the key. The more submitted to God you are, the less the devil becomes a problem. But you can't sleep with the devil all night long and expect to kick him out in the morning. He don't leave. So some of you got to start making some commitments to God. I'm just letting you know a secret. If you want it. If you don't want it, it's okay. You can just live life the way you want. But if you want your mind back, you got to submit to God. You want your life back? Uh, you want to you be free from addiction? You want to be free from the mindsets? You want to be free from powers that are over you? You want to be free from problems? You want to get your mental situation right? You want to get everything where you need to go? Get under the word. You get under the word so far, the devil come. Temptation won't even come looking for you. It'll run away from you. Because it knows the minute it starts walking down the street near you, you're going to open your mouth like the man of God and tell it where to go. It won't come looking for you a minute of your life. My mind is not allowed to go places. It can't. It won't. It's, not, it's been trained not to. That's when you get under. That's what you're doing. You're getting, this ain't overnight. It's under. It's under. And the more, you keep it, uh, the more you keep it under that word, the more power you got in your mouth. See it? So now we got to start watching this thing. Am I looking, am I posturing for it? Am I aware of it? Do I understand it? A deputy is a sheriff's assistant, the person who fills in when the sheriff isn't available. You're standing in Jesus' place. When a deputy is in charge, he or she has the same power or authority as the sheriff. You see it? Okay? 
we have to understand is, now here's a big one, write this down. This is when it gets a little rough. Everybody, everybody click in your seatbelt. It's gonna be easy. It's gonna be, the flesh loves to see authority exposed to shame so there can be freedom from restriction. I'm gonna say it again. The flesh, or people, fleshly people, love to see authority exposed to shame. Why? So that there can be freedom from restriction. Amen? That means people want to see people fail so they have no guideline in their own life. See, service to God originates from God. It is a man serving God through submission to his authority. That's the key. People would know, or this is going to sound good, people with no spiritual respect have a problem with certain submission points. Here's where it is. Submission to authority is not submission to a person. It is submission to the anointing upon the person. So I'm not submitting to the person himself. It's submitting to what God has placed on you, which makes me submit unto you. Do you get that? That's what the problem is. People with no spiritual respect have a problem with this. Why, why I got to listen to this music, dude? If you're in the music team, that's who you listen to. I don't like it. You're rebellious. The flesh loves to see authority exposed to shame so that there can be freedom from restriction. That's why people want to see people in authority fail. Because if you see, can I let you know a secret? Have you not noticed, but I don't want to get political, but have you not noticed this? There is not a president we've ever had from beginning of presidency to the end that anybody's really liked. They got something to say about everybody because they love it when they fail. Because when they fail, we can live any way we want to live. Party on, bro. He's like us. We're jacked up too. I'm just helping you because the people love the lawless. We had, we've, had, we've had political scandal. We've had sexual scandal. We've had any kind of scandal in the day. And America goes, party on. He's like me, man. I'm telling you, man, it's the image of the earth. Now, the church needs to be the image of it. I'm not getting into it. I don't care, but I'm just going to tell you right here now. You better pull this one in. Why do I love seeing it? Because here's the thing. When everybody fails, even in leadership, even church leadership, I have no restriction. But here, I got news for you. I got a picture. My buddy wrote me, drew me a picture. That's Jesus. In the morning service, I was telling about Jesus. I like my little Jesus picture better here, it looks like. See, everybody wants you to be like me. No, don't be like me. Everybody wants you to be, you're supposed to be like Jesus. So stop, stop your, oh, 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 yeah, but there's a bunch of hypocrites in the church. No, you're being hypocritical when you compare yourself one to another. He never told you to be like me. He said you be like him. So until you look like him, you don't have too much to say because there's nobody looking like him because you're never going to be like him. So you're always working on you going to another level and not me trying to say, well, according to you, I look, I'm walking in love better than you're walking in love, so I look good. No, compared to Jesus, until I hang up on a cross and die, I don't look good at all. It's not, next is what I told him. I was kidding. I said, next time I say, ooh, look, so, nope, you got to be like him. You ain't going to be like Chris. You got to be like Christ. You can be like Dennis, you got to be like Christ. You can't be like Jody, you got to be like Christ. If I, ooh, you know what? They love looking at the flaws of others so they can continue to keep their flaws. No, it's Jesus, man. 
because we don't want restriction. I don't want to have a life of restriction, so if I look at you where you're unrestricted, I can live lawless. And then you get in leadership, and then leadership, well, look at the, you know, look. no, 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 you got to be like the anointing. And the anointed one is Jesus. Now, the humanity side, yeah, I get that. That's going to be everybody's test. But authority comes on men and women of God and people in the earth because God put it on them. And God wants to see how you can serve it. And then it happens in work, too. And that's like stuff like it isn't the anointing of God, but there's authority. Does that make sense? I'm telling you, you posture right in authority, you could prevail. Let me show you where you're going to see this stuff. You all right? I know. It's a little bit, look, look, look. And you know where that Psalms 105.15 comes from? It says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. The Lord created submission. It was in the Godhead that the Lord voluntarily chose. The Lord Jesus Christ in the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, voluntarily chose to be a son. Do you see this? God Almighty chose to be a son. And basically submitted himself to the authority of the Father. The Father became the representation of authority. The Lord brings submission into creation. Look at this. He chose obedience. So Jesus laid it all down. He was royalty, deity, supernatural power. He laid it all down and took upon him the servant's hood. Came as a servant. You ain't going to get around this, man. You can't. Who's the example? Jesus, Jesus was God. He said, okay, the only way to get in the earth, I got to lay it down and become a son and become a servant. How are you going to get around him and say, well, you know, this ain't fair. It wasn't fair for me, bro. I was God. And not only was I God, I had to die for you. You can't get around it. Now, here's what he's saying. Well, I don't see that in the earth, and I don't want to do it. Don't do it. I'm going to do it, and my reward's going to be in the earth and in heaven. But don't get mad when you don't do, and then it don't work. This is why we're in this series. Man, I want my prayer. You want it? Come get it. You really want it? Come get it. Get under. The most freeing life there is. You know, I'll I'll be transparent about me. You know what I mean? Because I was like, God, I said, God, you know, I'm obedient. But boy, I ain't willing in some areas. Because you willing? I'll be quick to answer that. There's some stuff I don't know if I'm willing to do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Some stuff I had to ask myself, man, am I really willing? And the Lord was like, why are you not willing? I said, because I'm not submitted to your trust at that level. I knew it. But once you get to a place of trust, first you got to get to a place of submission. Once you get to submission, you find trust. Once you find trust, you find willingness. I'm all in. And no matter what goes down, I trust you. You know how you get to trust? You know how you get to faith? That Roman centurion had great, he said, I'm a man under authority. It's all about submission. Are you seeing it? He submitted himself. I'm all in, God. You say no, no means no. No means it's better for me than what I want. God, you say no. This, see, here's the thing. I was kidding. I was playing in the morning. I said, if people start hiding from me, they don't want to hear no. When people start avoiding you, they don't want no. You know what I'm saying? When people don't want to call you back, they don't like no. I don't want to hear no. I want to hear what I want to hear. No, 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 no. You, you're looking for no. Find no. No is better than yes. See what I'm saying? Look for the no. Chase it. Okay? Now here, write these down. I know this is a little, this is a little it's a weighty, but I want you here. Because now look it. Am I, you're going to suffer. I'm, let me just sign, sign up for the suffering. Just sign up. 
I'm talking about 10% of the people in this room that are going to do this. Sign up for the suffering because you're really not going to agree with some stuff and you're going to have to go through it. Sign up for the suffering. You're going to have to submit yourself in areas you don't want to submit yourself. Sign up for it. But I tell you what, the reward of it is greater than the suffering you're going to feel. Because the obedience on the other side of it is, 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 is supernatural. But it's going to be painful sometimes because you're not going to get what you want. You suffer not to get what you want. Write that down. That is a miracle. That's miracle stuff. Write that down. Write that down. You suffer not to get what you want. Because I want that. No. Now I got to suffer. You suffer not to get what you want. Does that make sense? You suffer not to get what you want. Because if you get what you want, you might not get what you want. So suffer and make sure you get what God wants you to get. So you expose it before God before you just go do it. You know what the Lord said? It was hilarious. It was so funny. I love this. It blew me out. This is so good. Check this out. You're going to love this. I wasn't me, but I heard this. God said, God said, well, and I ain't firing nobody, so chill out. Right? God said, I didn't hire him, so why are you asking me to fire him? It was funny. I read it somewhere or something. Something was going down or something. I don't remember what it was. But just notice, God said, I didn't hire him, so why are you asking me to fire him? You fire him. You hired him. You know what I'm saying? I ain't firing nobody. Everybody chill. <laughs> You're safe, bro. You're safe. Come on. Uh, come on. You, under, you understand what I'm saying? We go get in this mess, and then we want God just to pull his magic button and get us out. Ain't no getting out. You got in it. You see what I'm saying? We want to put responsibility on God. Say, God said, I didn't hire him. You fire him. Well, blame God. Don't blame God. You see what I'm saying? Like, God, get me out. I didn't get you in it. Get yourself out. You got to take some tough stands. God, of course, is going to be merciful. God, of course, is going to help you. But you understand what I'm saying. You put in, why don't you go ask God before you got in? Why don't you ask God before you hire him what you should do? Why don't you, oh, I'm in, I'm in love. Here we go. I'm in love. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, you single, you better come see me. And you ladies, you better pray. Because once you're in, you're stuck. I'm going to tell you right here and now, I'm being serious about this. This order doesn't change just because you're with some person that doesn't understand it. God still holds you accountable. Your preparation season is the greatest season of your life. Don't be quick to get into something you cannot get out of. Uh, you better pay attention to me if I'm talking real. I'm not talking about some whacked out ungodliness, but I'm talking about once you're in, God expects you to hold the standard of what he said. And, and if he's sitting there and he's, a, he's gone, you better pray. Pray till you cry. Because you ain't, I'm, he, he ain't budging, and God expects you to still keep the right posture, even though he's a ding-dong a little bit. And you, you can't call him a ding-dong, because guess what? He's still what God put over you. He will be what God put over you the rest of your life. Don't you forget it. That's why you better qualify that joker, because he, here's how it goes. God made man and took woman out of man. He is not better than you, but he is above you. You understand that? He is your covering. So if you don't want that thing covering you, you better, you better do something. If you're in, look at that dude if you married him right now. That is your covering. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. We've got what you need. Come on, I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know what you got. I don't want to know. But he is your covering. There ain't no way out of it. Well, he's a dud. Well, praise be to God. I don't know what to tell you. He's your covering. God expects it to work like a, well, he don't know nothing. 
you, you, you better start praying today because you're still in it. Singleness is going to look real good by the time I'm done today. All the single ladies say, yeah, yeah. All the married ladies say, oh, my God, what have I done? No, you better. I'm being serious. And, and then you lay down. You're like, well, I want to help him learn. He ain't going to learn from you. He learns in the hand of God. What a nightmare this is. I'm being serious. And the process isn't going to be sped up. And calling your girlfriends ain't going to help you. Because they don't know nothing. You got a real winner right there. He's a dud. That's just getting you in more trouble. I am promising you this. Now, I understand there's order of it, but God don't move his order just because people don't know nothing. I'm just helping you. Don't be quick. Don't be quick. Just go slow. It's true. You can't get out of it. God put, God, this is God's order. God, man, woman came out of man. She is not beneath, but she is not above. But he is her covering. God brings glory to man, but man brings glory to the wife. The wife then becomes a glory unto the husband by the way she responds. See what I'm saying? So you cover. Then the kids come in. These little jokers need to pay attention to mom and dad. They do. They have to be honorable. They do. You know what I mean? You got to. See what I'm saying? And then you go in there and go, oh, okay. And then you kids want to run around back talking to everybody in the house. Don't do it. It ain't safe for you. You know what I'm saying? Teach them, teach them what they should learn. You know, I told, you know what I told them? I said, every time you do something over here, you take something out of your life over there. That's what it is. I told the little ones. I said, I told them the little ones. I said, I told them, I said, every time you respond, oops, every time you respond over here wrong, God can't do something over there in your life. It's in adults too. God wants to do, but he can't because you lock them up. I'm just helping you. Praise be to God. So then what do I do if I'm in this thing? You better start praying today. True. All right, everybody write this down. Manifestations of man's rebellion. Just write them down. I'm going to give you three real quick, and then we're going to give you these things, and we're going to go. Okay? Manifestation. Where do you see man manifest? Words. Oh, rebellion travels in packs. Look at your friends. Look, I'm gonna, can I help some of you? I've got... <laughs> this is not going to go good. Because I'm going to give a tell, but I'm going to tell on yourself. But then let's see if you could adjust. If you show me who you hang out with, I'll show you whether you're bellish or not. Because one of them in there will tell. And when one of them tells, it tells on everybody. People travel in packs. Don't be a fool. They always have and they always will. If you, you ever notice something? People become united in offense more than they become united in unity. All the time. They could hate one another all life long. They got the same gripe. They drink the same Kool-Aid. They all be hanging out and partying and doing their own nonsense because they all love it because they love it because you know what it does? You thinking what I think doesn't allow me to change my behavior. It allows me to accept my behavior and you fortify my behavior and therefore I don't have to grow. I could be just like you, but they don't realize they've just derailed their destiny because God only works in growth and God cannot stand rebellion. And if you push against rebellion above you, oh my God, your timeline of life is... A lot of you are waiting for stuff that are never going to come to pass till you get submitted. Your ministry ain't going nowhere. Won't, can't flourish. Got to be submitted. Yeah. A ministry that's unsubmitted is crazy. You'll see it in the earth. It'll last for a while, but then when it falls out, everybody goes, why? Easy. It's not connected right. So your ministry stuff is waiting on God, and you say, well, you know, look at all this stuff. You don't get reward. I told God one time, you know what I told God? I said, if I had $30 million and built you a church and did it like this, debt-free, wouldn't that be awesome? He said, not if I didn't tell you to build it. I said, no, stop, God. 
Stop, 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 stop. I just said, I'll build you a tabernacle, put your name on it. $30 million edifice would be beautiful. Build it out of glass or some cool stuff, right? It'd be beautiful. Put your name on it, get people saved, healed, and delivered, and you're going to tell me what? He said, if I didn't tell you to build it, you don't get no reward for it. We were sitting in a miracle center. We were praying. God said, why? He said, I said, you got to be kidding me. I left it alone a month late, a week, couple weeks later. I read the story of David. David said, I want to what? I want to build you a what? I want to build your house. What God tell him? Not you because you're a man of war, but your son will build it. He's had the money. How much money did he have around then? Billions of dollars. He could have built anything he wanted debt-free. God said, I didn't call you. He said, you're a man of battle. You go fight battles. Your kid will build that. God don't play no games. Peter should have never been building a church. John should have been building the church. John the Beloved, John the Beloved is walking around taking care of Jesus' mother for crying out loud, and Peter the dipstick's building the church. Give me a break. And I said it repentively, Peter. You're a good man, right? You know what I'm saying? You think this is a good wisdom key? Peter just cussed at the fire and denounced you to be the Christ, and you're giving him the whole church in your hands and watching your, no offense, Mary, but you're a little aged at this moment in time. Watch the aged mother of Jesus. She's not grossly old. You remember the story of Jesus on the cross? He said, John, behold thy mother. Mother, behold thy son. Go take care of my mom. Basically, you don't hear much about him anymore. That's a revelation. That's about it. Peter, what are you going to do? Here's the keys to the church. Uh, Jesus, are you, I know you're on the cross. You might be in trauma, but this might not be a good idea. This joker can't walk on water. This guy can't stop cussing. He can't stop denying you. And you really think the keys of the kingdom are safe in his hands when John the Beloved was good all the way? Yeah, because I put something on him I didn't put on the other guy. Don't try taking positions God never gave you in the church. That's some of the greatest problems we got. I want to be. I want to be this. You might not be called to be this. You might just be called to be that. Just do your lane and stay in it and be happy. I want to be this. I want to be that. This is not a profession as a job. It's a calling as a ministry. Hello? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So words. Watch your words. Watch people's words. Look what people are saying. Look how they go. His words surely will reveal his rebellion. Who's that? Everybody you hanging out with? People's words will reveal their rebellion, and rebellion in the heart is dangerous. Jesus said it says the sin of witchcraft. What's that mean? It keeps you what? Working in the wrong spirit. Number one is reason. A man's heart is reasonings. Reasonings. Reasonings in a man's heart. Reasonings in the heart was the first cause of rebellion. They got another idea above the word of God, and they ran with it. Don't reason with the word of God. The word of God. I don't know if the Bible said that. If the Bible says what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? Final authority, Junior. That's it. If you don't want to agree with it, just say, I don't agree with it. I'm not, man, I'll tell you what. You get straight with God. God, I don't, God, let's not talk about that today, God. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> let's stop devaluing it. Does that make sense? Like, don't go, well, I don't know if I'm interpreting it right. Now, just say, right now, I'm not ready to deal with that. Can we come back to that maybe next week? I'm not ready for that one. But that's the truth. Reasonings. People bring you, well, you know what? They ain't really saying that. No, they are. They are. You, you ever get those people? Well, you know, co company policy is not really. No, no, it is. It is. Well, you know, it ain't that big a deal if you. No, it is. It is. It is. Anytime reason comes in, well, you know, it ain't really stealing. It ain't really stealing because it ain't really. You know, so think about it, guys. It ain't really that. It ain't. No, it is. It is. It is. Don't unreason what God has already gave you solid facts about. You know what I mean by that? 
Don't pull it out like unreasoning. I'm not saying like, don't be reasoning in your mind. Stuff you should just be sealed by the word. Okay? Just call it quits there. Okay? How about this one? Last one. Thoughts. They need to be taken captive because them things are dangerous. I don't think we need to be doing this. <laughs> ah, I don't think I need to be doing that. I don't think I need to be doing this. I don't think I need to be doing that. You need to think nothing but what the word of God says. Keep the right thoughts. Keep the right. But here's the thing. How about people? They got all these wrong ideas. You ever notice somebody in your life shows up with the wrong idea for your life? You know what I mean? You can play. Come on. You ever get around that? What do they got? Wrong thoughts, words, ideas, suggestions. Woo! You need to get away from them. How many know when somebody says something, you need to just run? Come on, help me now. I'm preaching good. I got to let you go home now. You know what I'm saying? If you're in a season of life and somebody says, well, you know, we can, whoa, we can know. You understand? You understand? People are picking up my spirit right now. You catch what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Well, we can, dude, that's the devil, man. You ain't got to call, don't call him the devil. Just say, nah, I got, I got to go. I'm, you don't understand what I'm saying, man? They're like, they're, they got offense or they got something weird with them. You ever get mad about something? You, you you mad? You don't even know why you're mad because they were mad and they got you mad about what they're mad and you don't even know what you're mad about. <laughs> you ever do that? You ever seen that? Let's say it again. You mad because they're mad and you don't even know what you're mad about, but you're as mad as they are about being mad about something you know nothing about and what they're mad about ain't even true. <laughs> Be mad. Why are you mad? I'm just mad because they're mad. And I got talking to them and they made me mad about being mad about you and you did it. And Junior's like, I wasn't even there. So why are we mad about Junior? Junior wasn't even there. You mad about Junior not even being there, and I'm mad at you for being mad at me even there. So we've been mad about nothing. You're building something in your head. You thought somebody don't like you. Oh, I've been in this rodeo so long. They don't like me, Pastor. Why don't they like? They don't talk to me. They didn't even know you were in the room. Got all this stuff conjured up in your head through thoughts. You ever get around people? They just say something. You know it ain't good for you. Don't go near that. Get away. Run. Qualify these people. Well, you know, I'm a little bit, a little bit rebellious. No, you're, you're either rebellious or not. Here it is. Ready? I'm going to give you some marks of a true person submitted unto God. Boom. I'm gonna, let me give them to you quick. We, all right? we, got, we got a minute. You can go. You become a person who will look for authority everywhere. You become a person who will look for authority everywhere. This is how you focus. I walk in the room and say, who's the authority? Now, you understand what I mean by that. You ain't going to run around asking people names and titles. and you know, you, know, you know what I'm saying. You kind of walk in. You know how it goes. You know, the day I was at Sam's, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Brian knows what I mean. Jay's a good guy. I like Jay. You know, the door is open. I don't know that. You can't just walk through that side door. With no, without, you got to go through the front. People, they know it. They just want to do what they want to do. So they had to say to somebody, you can't go in this way. You can see already people's body, but why can't I come in here? You can't go in there because that's the rules, dude. You don't tell the guy at work. How many times have you guys gotten a bunch of junk from somebody because they don't follow company policy and you got to hear their mouth? The urge is rebellious, dude. Don't, hey, let me tell you. You guys that work in those kind of jobs like that, don't let these people, these moronic people of rebellion pull you into their nonsense. Just be kind. Yes, sir, Whatever. But people are just whack. I watch a guy go off. They go off about nothing. Don't pull, let them pull you in their nonsense. You want to get mad about stuff? You get mad. You screw up your blessing. You ain't screwing up my life because you can't follow instruction. Going in with a car, the guy trying to go into places. You know the only way into places with the car? You got to be a moron not to know that. 
You can't get in that place without that card. If they tell you that ain't the way to go, go the other way. I don't want to be told what to do. Something's wrong with you, man. Fix that attitude. Walk up in there and just do what you want to do. And that was something simple. You know, just a simple place. Walk in. You don't just cut the line in public. I'm first. See what I'm saying? Are you getting this stuff? You got to start working on this stuff in the daily. I'm not saying you do this, but if you do, fix it. Fix it. Don't let it bother you because the more you've gone. So I'm looking for authority everywhere I go. What's going to happen? Then I start finding authority in the church world too. So I'm finding authority everywhere I go. How about this one? Your behavior, right? this. This is good. I like this word, but I don't like this word, but I'll say it. Your behavior has become fearful of making a mistake. I would like to say you've got more of a reverence. I'm becoming a soft person. I struggle with this, man. You've become a person fearful of making mistakes. You become soft. Not soft like, you know, you're soft, soft like, you know, you're soft like wimp. But you're becoming softer in your approach. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, I'm not confront, confrontational. I'm not combative. My posture is soft. Okay, tender. I'm becoming tender. I'm tender. I'm becoming tender. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not like, why can't we go here? Okay, let me explain to me. Okay, good, I understand. I'm becoming more tender in my communication. You know what I'm saying? It's important, man. Posture. I'm coming fearful, like I have a reverence that I want to make sure I respect authority. Because it's a, con- it's a revelation. You had to learn it. I had to learn it. You know what I mean? I got to learn it. Okay? Number three, you will not like to be an authority. A person, you will not like to be one. It's almost kind of like you don't really want it. I went to Africa, and I'll tell you what. Overseas, you kind of you kind of get a, and you guys from Africa. I got my Ghana guy, but it's 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 appropriate. It's appropriate in the culture, and, and even overseas, it's very appropriate. I was I was. They were calling me daddy. Well, there's a couple of you guys. They'll call me papa. It's a posture of the heart to understand the man of God is your father. He's in a fatherly position. It was really freaked me out for a minute because it was like young girls like, daddy, 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 daddy. Everybody's like, daddy. I'm like, oh my God, I got kids everywhere now. Like, <laughs> I thought I only had three. I got like 30. But it was a posture to understand the level of respect for the man of God. Does that make sense? You don't demand that. But when it comes, it's very like, whoa, I don't really want this. God's like staying it because you give them something no man can give them. Let me tell you something about God that's figured this out. I understand I can't bless you. You only get the blessing off of what's on my life because you recognize it. It's the same way for everybody. You, your own kids, as a parent, your kids can't receive what's on your life unless they respect something about your life. There are certain things. It's just an order. But in this order, something comes on your life. It was in the, a lot of places overseas, there's a greater demand of, and it's never this. You're not disqualified by your behavior. We understand your office and we respect you. America's... Because of a generation of old, this is what's happened. We've taken honor and respect off of a position of anointing because we've seen man's humanity fail. God never takes his position of honor off the anointing because man's humanity has fallen. Never. What he has anointed, he keeps there. It doesn't make a difference if man can carry it. God never takes the position of honor off of it. That's why it lasts to the end. That's why the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They don't change by your behavior or your pattern. That should make some of you go, wow, I was screwed up for 30 years. God has no problem with that. No problem. 
He'll put you in where he left you, where he called you. You could have been jerking around the 20 years of your ministry and never had day one of it. God doesn't take nothing off you. That's why when he looked at Peter, he said, I called you to be the builder of the church, not the keeper of my mother. Go do what I called you to do. You see this? You seeing it? God doesn't take and change his mind. He never changes his mind about the level of respect either. You see it? So that's good. But how do you eat off that fruit? You receive it off of somebody else's life. But you can't make people see that. But the people that see it, they can partake of it. And you just what you know, you got to do it because the only way for them to get to where they want to go is they have to. Because it's an order. You don't get, I can't explain it to you, you don't get it until you see it. But when you see it, you can have all of it. It'll happen overnight. It'll happen overnight. You'll go from here to there. I, 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 I say this, you heard me say, I became spiritually smart in areas I didn't even have smarts in, in a day. I seen it at a level I never seen before. I heard it. I said, how in the world? God said, it's because this is how it works. But you can't teach that. You catch that. You can't teach this stuff. Because guys, seriously, an unlearned man will try to manipulate you because he wants authority that you can't recognize. I, 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 I'm trying to get away from people. Let that settle in. I'm trying to get away from people. I'm not trying to get people. I'm trying to get away from them. Stay there. You stay there. I want to follow you. No, you stay there. I'm going over there. I want to follow you. No, you stay there. I'm going to Bethel. Elijah told Elijah, you sit there. You stay there. Don't follow me. Get away. Why? Because I don't want, no, you stay there. He said, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to stay so close to you. You, you stop, I'll bang into you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. Why ain't you leaving? Because I want something. He said, if you could see me go up, you can have what I got. But unless you can't keep up, you can't have it. Guys are waiting to stand still and say, come on, come on, come on. I'm running away from people. You see it? You see it? Not because you're mean or rude, because you know what it's going to cost to come get it. See, guys that don't understand, they want, they're trying to find people to follow them. Guys that got it, they don't want the guys to follow. Don't follow. Don't follow. You got to qualify to follow. You see the thought? It's never to, a guy that sees it doesn't manipulate because he understands it. If you're manipulating, you know nothing about it. You're in the wrong place. Run. See it? That's deep stuff, man. I don't know how you're getting this stuff today, but run with it. Go back and listen to this over and over and over again. Guy, I demand you live. Nah, do what you want to do. You want the Chris thing? You want the pastor thing? Whatever you want. You want the prophet thing? You want the righteous thing? Come get whatever you want. It's like I'm a tree. I got fruit hanging off me. What kind of fruit you want? You are the same thing in where you're at. You're at work. You're a fruit tree. In life, you're a fruit tree. In your, in your marriage, you're a fruit tree. I got plenty of stuff. Come. What do you want? I'm telling you, listen to me. It's about, this is about you. But here's the problem. You start pushing against this stuff, bucking against this. You'll mess your life up. You'll mess your life up. And listen to me. It's okay. Listen, sometimes in life we get ourselves in problems because we don't know this stuff. But God will, God, when you submit in, God will get you through. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. It's so good. You ready for this? Get this, get this, get this, all right? Check this out. Did you, did that, did you get it? You will not like being in authority. That's what that was about. You're not going to like it. You're like, I'll put you over a minute. What's the most uncomfortable thing for you guys is when I put you over a ministry and your peers look at you and go, who you think you are now? What happened to you? And it's hard to disconnect from the common to take a position of ministry for the anointed. And what's the first place you get gripe from? All the people you were common with. Oh, now you think you're all that. You over this. 
You shouldn't give people that kind of hard time. You should be with them alongside. You know what you should be? I got friends in this town. I ran into somebody the other day. I got friends in this town. I said, you should have been with me 15 years ago. You guys are jerking around. I'd come alongside of you and help you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you guys outside. They go to church. They ain't, they ain't doing nothing. If you get promoted, I'm going with you. When you guys build bigger churches than me, I'm coming in freeload. You know what that means? You know what that means? When you guys blow up and go get a bigger church than me, I'm going to be dad. I'm going to come home. I want good food. Write me a check. Hello. My birthday's in March. I'll tell you everything you need to know. And Christmas ain't that far away. Come on, somebody. I got no problem telling you what it's going to take. It's going to be steak. Come on. You see me? I got no problem. Pray to God. Go blow up. It ain't about holding you back. It's about watching you grow and be. Come on, man. Who does not want to see their kids supersede them in life? <laughs> what kind of wacko thing would that be? I can't wait for one of you to get hungry to go. I'll start relevant church all over the world. I will start relevant church all over the world. We'll get one in Guyana. We'll get one in Ghana. We'll get one all over the place. And I just fly around. I, got, I have 26 meetings a year. I go twice a month, praise me to God, and hang out. Hallelujah, amen. Four, I see the vision coming to pass. Somebody's like, I want to go to Hawaii. Glory to God. Well, somebody get the Hawaii ministry and get the deal done. Don't tell me you just want to think about it. Pray it out. Get it done. You will what? You will watch your words. Write that down, four. You will watch your words and not dare speak careless. This is what happens when, when you start submitting to authority. You will watch your words and not dare speak careless because he has a conscience of authority within him, the person or the man or woman. And five is going to be, five, five were in because of where I stepped. And I'll tell you, I'll explain that. So you got four? Five is really strong. You will watch your words and not dare to speak carelessly, for he, you have the conscience of the authority within you. And five, five were on this series because of me, but it's for you. Because you understand it, you will be the only one able to lead others to learn submission. I'm going to explain it. Because you understand it, you will be the only one able to lead others to learn submission. You can't take somebody place you ain't been. I'm all in. That is, it's scary. It's because you know your heart's connected to it. Because the unknown means you get so far in, but now I can take you. Not that I wasn't before, but I'm in. I can show you how to get there. Now it's up to you whether you come. You know what I mean by that? Does that make sense? You get so far in, you don't care. You're just in. Because you understand it, you will be the only one. There's other people, of course, you know, but it's like you're the one that can help somebody. You're able to lead others to submission. I sat in Rhema, right? I watched Keith, Brother Keith Moore. He said, this is how you do it. He taught us something because he had it. He had it. He had it. He served Brother Higgin. He had it. I'm teaching you something because I got it. I know how to get under. Stay there. Don't come out. And remember this. Don't let the human experience pull you out of the God-given position. Never see the humanity. Remember this. The, hum the human side is your test. That's your test. It always is and always will be. You'll see the, the human side. But never, never take off the spiritual side just because you see the human side. You got it? That's your test. That's where God wants to see maturity. You understand that? You don't openly expose. You spiritually cover. 
Not injustice and grossness, never that. That needs to be corrected. You know what I'm saying? But you stay there. Say, oh, I see the human side. Don't worry about it. I'm just serving the God side. That's how God gives you more. Okay, but here's what I was feeling. People are rebellious, okay? And we probably got some in this room. So stand up on your feet. I don't want you raising your hand, but I really want you to examine your heart. The Bible is so precious in this. You know what it says? Judge yourself. Ain't that good news? Oh, my God, that's so good news. I got to tell you my jacked upness. Come on, somebody. I got The Bible says, judge, least you be judged, or just in case you don't get judged. Is that cool? Yeah. So what you do is you allow God to examine your heart. Say, God, you know what? I got some junk in me. I need some fixing. Okay? You open your heart transparently before the Lord and say, if you got some rebellion, get rid of it. I, I had a little bit of that little bit of like little tweak in me. I was like, I got a tweak. I'll get that tweak out of me, you know? You ever have a squeak in your car or something? Like, where is that? Squeak in the house, you got that WD-40. Some of you need a little WD God. Get your squeak out. I ain't asking you to raise your hand. Don't raise your hand unless God tells you to. Close, I want to ask you to just, just close your eyes, though. Just ask the Lord, is there areas in my heart? God will reveal it to you right now. Is there areas in my heart right now I'm being a little rebellious? I'm being serious. You pray about it. You pray about it. Is there areas in my heart that I'm being rebellious? This ain't none of these business. That ain't even my business. I don't even want to know. But you got to be transparent with yourself because if you got areas in your heart, you would close your eyes. If you look, you know what? If 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 this is making you uncomfortable, there's probably something you got to deal with. Eyes closed, just real still. I love you. That's why we're on this thing. It's not just transparent. You ain't raising your hand. But if there's an area in your life, you say, "I got some rebellion in me, man." God, where is it? Show it to me. Just ask the Lord right now. Say, Lord, if I got some areas, say it out loud. Say, Lord, if I got some areas where I'm a little rebellious, help me fix it. Where are they, Lord? Help me. So right now, by faith, I ask you to forgive me for my willful rebellion. Rebellion I didn't even know I was rebelling in. Wash me in the blood. Cover me, Jesus. Forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me from this day forward. I believe I receive forgiveness. Help me be a person of authority. And help me submit unto the spiritual authority and the earthly authority in my life. I believe and I receive your cleansing blood washing me now, redeeming me, helping me. And Lord, quicken me to walk in your authority greater than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, clap for yourself. Man, you guys are amazing, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.